Hello everyone, welcome to another Frivolous Disney's, and this is a special episode of Frivolous Disney's. Hmm, special why? Well, it's because it's the first one we've ever done, not in the same room. That's right, I'll be in my flat, where we normally record it, but Jahan is in his flat because just some strange whimsy overtook us and we just decided to do it in separate places for no reason at all. So, you are about to hear the audio from a live stream. Now, if that makes you think, but where the audio from? Do, do I get to watch it as a video? Yes, if you want. Yes, you do. Uh, if you go to youtube.com forward slash Demon Tomato Dave, and maybe depending on when you do this, do a bit of searching, um, you'll probably find the video of this live stream. It'll be called something like Frivolous Disney's live stream. And uh, you can. You can just watch us say, see our faces talking if that's the sort of thing you're into. Otherwise, if you're in a podcast listening situation, like being in the shower or doing the washing up, or, well, I was going to say driving, we don't really do any of that at the moment, do we? Uh, but, you know, those sorts of situations, and you might be listening in the future when you do, then this is the audio for you, because I haven't edited it, haven't changed it, all I've done is I've cut off the first minutes where we are literally just setting up the stream and we haven't and we don't say anything, and, it's, you know, you, you will literally miss nothing, but that's on the video if you're that interested to find out what that goes like. It goes like nothing, I swear to you. I have, I have, st- I have only cut off nothing. So here we go then with the audio for this episode of the Frivolous Disney's livestream, which is about the Disney Plus experience now that we have it and know what it's like, um, but also various other things, including how we're going to take over the planet. Okay, here we go. So let's get this all sorted and technically coherent. Right. And oh, dear. Then oh. I can... You're in for a long wait, viewers, because we've already been at this for... A while trying to get it technically <laughs> coherent. Yeah. <laughs> there. Hooray! Right. I'm going to call this technically coherent. Great. Well, hey, Jahan. Um, Hello. Uh, probably the majority of people watching this won't have seen your face before. So this is. Won't a- they? No, probably not, right? I mean, you literally post a picture of my face. On that's, every episode. That's, that's different. As you well know, when you see someone's face in a picture, it's completely different to seeing it moving about and doing all the weird slobbery things it does. <laughs> that's true. I'll be slobbering a lot more on this video <laughs> podcast than you're used to. So, I, I don't know. Be... most of the slobbering on the podcast. That's what the <laughs> editing process is. Yeah, it's mostly just removing the slobber. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's Jahan, everybody. You probably know me Hello. because this is on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. What you might or might not know is that I'm a podcastman now, and I have two podcasts, and this is one of them. It's called Serious Disney, and in it, myself and Jahan on this side was checking what side <laughs> Sorry, he was on. Okay, I... I thought you were waiting for me to introduce myself, nope. or you'd forgotten my name. No, but if you have a if if you have a canned introduction that you'd like to spiel off, then feel free to do that. I mean, I don't like. Right. I'm Jahan. You know me. If you're li- if you're in this stream, it's because presumably you already know who we are. No, this is no. Th- there's th- there's no reason to imagine that people watching this know who oh. you are because. This is going out on my YouTube channel to anyone who's oh. ever subscribed to my YouTube channel. So, right, okay, yes, yeah, so. I'm well. Then I'm Jahan Randa Um I am a man. I do things. Uh, I am one half of the Serious Disney podcast with with Dave. And wait, which direction shall I point in if I want to point to you? The one you just pointed in. Yes. This. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. I podcast with this man. I've known this man for a long time. How long have I known you? Uh. 
I don't know. Abby, how long have we known each other? Not me and you, me and Johan. <laughs> it's a fair while, isn't it? I mean, we know that we we know that we at least, we started our thing of watching Disney films together in I think you've told me was 2012 or even yeah. maybe slightly earlier than that. I think it's 2009. I've known you right. since then. Uh, a decade. Four there you decade. go. There you go. Slightly more than Jeez. a decade. Yes. So uh, that's how long I've known Dave. Yep. I am known for being in his house and watching Disney things with him. Yep. So that's why we decided to record it. We have many, a... many years after we yes. should have started recording it. Yes. We have a podcast called Serious Disney, which was our response to the fact that we hadn't started recording yet. What we did every week, which was we would get together, watch an old Disney film and then chat about it for a while. And it, we should have recorded those, but we didn't. Yes. So now we have a this podcast, Serious Disney. You'll find it on iTunes and various places like that. This is our first live stream of that. It is. Because yes. we've just not thought of doing it before, and now we're all in lockdown. It's yeah. Why not? Let's do it. And now this is the only way it's possible to have a social life anymore. So exactly. Let's let's do this. Exactly. And uh, and we thought we'd just like you know key you all in on it, and you could just peer through the keyhole. Um, yes. And so what we're going to do, normally on our podcast, we either talk about the uh, the reimagined classics, as I believe we now find that they are called via the menu that they're in on Disney+, Plus, yes. the uh, the Disney remakes. Our, our series is ostensibly about those films and how nobody, you know, takes them seriously. So we thought we would take them deadly seriously, watch them, actually evaluate them without just grumping about either changes or saying they're brilliant because they're in live action or whatever. Yes. But then chat about them. And we've discovered that... I don't know about you, but I've discovered that the the series has got sillier as it's gone on. Um, <laughs> and we started a sort of spin-off uh, series that's also in the same feed called Frivolous Disney, where we talk about anything related to animation at all. Yes. And that's probably what this is going to be because we haven't watched a film. So, yeah. We haven't watched a film specially for this or anything. No, I've watched a film. Have you? But yes, ever but or not? Not, not yet. I mean, ever oh, and right. recently, but not for this. No. Um, so here we are. Normally, what we do is we watch the films separately, and then uh, Jahan comes round my house and we record a podcast about it. This time, we haven't watched anything, and we're around each other's houses, and we're just you know doing a doing a stream. So we're not round each other houses i didn't mean that i mean we, well what i meant is that we individually are in our individual houses like or flats that's the opposite of what you said yes well what is the what's the right way to say it we're around we our own we're house. in our own houses that's it we're at home that's the phrase <laughs> we're at home is, yeah. Is, yeah that's generally commonly accepted phrase so we're how, at home. how you describe when you're at home <laughs> So that's what we are, and who we are, and what we're what we're doing is slightly more ambiguous uh, because we thought we'd just go live without having really talked about it or established a, a theme or anything. So, um, uh, I've I, I've we've we have two vague ideas of what to talk about. Uh, yes. One is a letter that we've received. And another is uh, I thought we'd we've already done an episode about Disney Plus, but when we did it, it was all speculative. But we've now both got Disney Plus, so I thought we could talk about what we've been doing with it. Exactly, we've now got Disney Plus and been put in a position where Disney Plus is literally the only thing it's legal to do anymore. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's given us a very direct and full contact exposure with Disney Plus that gives us some scope to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, let's do that. We seem to have started. So, sure. uh, what have you been watching on Disney Plus thus far? What have I been watching on Disney? Well, I mean, if anyone follows me on Twitter, they'll know. I have completed a very significant life goal in the last day. I follow you on like, Twitter and I don't know this. You don't know? No. Okay. It's genu- genuinely, I think it's the one of the most monumental things that's actually happened to me. Wow. In possibly years. Oh, wow. Okay. I... Do you remember, I must have talked to you about this before, do you remember that I was the only person on Earth who hadn't previously seen Cool Runnings? (laughs) Jahan, I can inform you that you are the second to last person to have seen Cool Runnings because (laughs) Abby hasn't seen Cool Runnings, as I found out today. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So you've seen it? I've, yeah, of course, everyone's seen it. <laughs> of course, everyone's seen it. Well, so, wait, why, why has Abby not seen it? I don't know. Um, I, 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 it'd be, I, I feel like it'd be fruitless to push her for details of the time she didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's try. Abby, can you give us any details about specifically the, the circumstances that led to the time you didn't see Cool Runnings? <laughs> that means you still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the sort of answer I was expecting. Uh, yeah. I put my story of having seen it is that we yeah. went through a brief phase of uh, my mum going to the library and borrowing videos from the library because we were never a family who rented videos because that cost money and there was an objection to that um, okay. given the short amount of time you keep the video for and so on. But when yeah. it was discovered that you could do this from the local library, we did have a phase where mum would essentially try and make me watch sensible things instead of just cartoons and stuff. So, yes. um so yeah, she would go and get videos out, and one of them was Cool Runnings. So that's where I saw it. Right. And I assume that's where everyone saw Cool Runnings. It's not a film that... Look, I'm sure people went to see Cool Runnings in the cinema, you know, having having looked forward to Cool Runnings. But for everybody else, yeah. it's just a film that you will have seen. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? It's just something that happens in life. I noticed actually in the chat, which I've just start paying attention to oh, lovely. That, that there are other people now that, oh. like in fact the the, the 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 switchboard is lighting up with apparently other people who did hadn't previously seen cool running <laughs> um which is which is crazy i didn't know That's that odd, yeah um, because why wouldn't you have seen it that was yeah. my first thought watching it why didn't i see this yeah who wouldn't have seen this it's just yeah. one of those films that of course you can't like quantify when you saw it because it just gets downloaded into you at some point right yeah presumably it's yeah that's how cool runnings is distributed yeah yeah exactly it it it, did you know it cool runnings is communicated via you know via spit droplets that yeah you (laughs) You have to be really careful not to get it exactly you know if you're within two feet of somebody you can transmit as the a, knowledge of having seen Cool Runnings. As an anecdotal example of uh, how easy it is to see Cool Runnings, uh, we have a friend, uh, yeah. Tom, who can't watch Cool Runnings because any time he does watch Cool Runnings, he ends up talking in a Jamaican accent, and that's not socially <laughs> acceptable. And it's, it's not something he's trying to do to be funny or anything. It just it happens to him, and he he needs to yeah. avoid that. But that the fact, and 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 when he told me that, the the part of that story like you latch onto the bit about how the accent comes out of him or whatever you go like you you either you go like oh i can see how that would happen or you don't understand how the part yeah. you never question is the part where it's anytime i see cool runnings <laughs> because that's just the sort of film that you've obviously seen a few times it's on obviously. sometimes 
that's it. And how could you have avoided it? Well, I did. And I don't understand how or why. Like, there's... Uh, Dad is in the chat and he's saying, have I seen it? He doesn't think he has. I don't think you've seen it, Dad. So you're okay there. <laughs> but this is what this is the biggest thing that confused me. Yeah. My, my brother had seen Cool Runnings. Right. And when? Yeah. When, when did my... Like, because me and my brother were very close growing up. Yeah. When did my brother secretly go off and watch Cool Runnings without me? Yeah. Why? And, I don't understand this. And, and when he... D- does he think he saw it on the telly at the cinema? I don't know. I, I don't know that he could specify, because who can specify these things? Well, I can. See, I'm I'm different. One of the ways in which I'm different from you is that... I know exactly which films I've seen in the cinema because there's, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. There's not a tremendous amount of them. Um, yeah, and I think you, I think you see films a bit more maybe so yeah. than I do. So yeah, so I know what films I saw certainly in 1993, anyway, or whatever. Yes, that was when this came out, wasn't it? Yes, that's correct. This is a sort of Mrs. Doubtfire era film, a film I saw at the cinema, and which I also watched this weekend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. For me, like, it's not so much that I can't remember when it was seen. It's just the idea that my brother saw it and I didn't. Yeah. At that time yeah. is weird. That's just weird. I don't understand why that is. That is weird. It's like, like the other bit of evidence that I always use that it's weird that I haven't seen it is... The the the, uh, the former footballer Michael Owen. I don't know if you're if you have any cultural awareness of him at all. Yes, uh, you do. No, <laughs> no, right. He was very famous in the late nineties, but he. I, I rec- all- I'm I'm being slightly slightly facetious. I recognise yeah. the name, but I can't I can't picture a face. One thing that he is known for subsequently is he notoriously and inexplicably. <clears throat> hates films <laughs> films yeah films <laughs> okay like, he doesn't understand the medium of film he has vocally expressed dislike for the idea of films and he's right. seen i think between 10 and 20 films <laughs> in his life so he'd be able to tell you which one of those he saw at the cinema and yes which, he would know the backstory of him seeing each film like, 50% of the films, the few films he's seen, are almost all the Rocky films, for example. <laughs> right. um, See, I can't but... I can't even strictly tell you that I can name every f- game of football that I've played, like, <laughs> wh- like, where that was. And I'm sure you can imagine, it's yeah. less than five. Sure. Michael Owen can list every film he's ever seen. Yeah. And one of them is Cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah. So, this man, this... This person who has sworn off, monk-like, the medium of film completely, had seen Cool Runnings. Members of my family had seen Cool Runnings. Yeah. But I hadn't. No. And I did, like, basically at some point I had kind of resolved that maybe I'm not meant to see Cool Runnings. Maybe, (laughs) maybe if I saw Cool Runnings, the world would end in some way. But then two things happened. A, the world kind of did end. In some way, yeah. In some way. And B, Disney released 
a service that meant that I had 24-7 streaming access to Cool Runnings yeah. from every single device I owned. <laughs> At the exact moment the government passed a law that made it illegal for me to do anything other than stay at home and watch Cool Runnings. (laughs) That is stipulated in the bill, if I understand. I think it is. So I thought, you know what, maybe it's time I watch Cool Runnings. Yeah. So I did. and What do you think? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice film about some Jamaican bobsledders. And it's not going to change your life in any any way at all. No, but it's also a film that's like it's just <clears throat> it's just it's just cheerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you watch it and you get to the end of it and it's all like I have n- in that this film contains every single cliche yeah. that could possibly exist in a film of this type. But it's just nice, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's it's just a nice film in which some nice Jamaican lads a just nice. have a nice time and overcome prejudice about Jamaican bobsledders. And at the end, everyone claps, everybody slow claps them in that way that I don't believe has ever happened in real life, but happens in every single sports yes. event that is in a sports movie. Yes. Um, as someone who actually watches sports, I can tell you, no, that's not a real thing. No. That thing where one person stands up with a determined but vaguely tearful look in their eyes and starts clapping really slowly, and then everyone else starts clapping at normal speeds. Yeah. That's not how clapping works. No. If you're clapping someone, you just actually applaud. Yeah, you just actually do. Because what? Yeah. Because it, you're signalling your, uh, your approval, and slow clapping does the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. It seems sarcastic. It does. But Where not- have we got that trope from? There must have been an original time when it did make sense in a film for someone yeah. to do that. What, the, the slow build into a round of applause? Thing. Yeah. I don't know. I cannot think of a thing that it's actually... I can't think of a... Th- I can't think of a time where that actually happened in real life that... Uh, a filmmaker or a you know a creator of artwork saw that and be like oh that's good I, I like that that's that's a thing that I should incorporate into my work it's like no I'm pretty sure that's literally never happened in real life ever no. and but I believe that's true of everything that's in Cool Runnings like right. I've read up the reality of what happened it doesn't sound oh I didn't even... I wasn't aware it was based on any true story at all it is, is it? oh yeah it's based on the real story of the 1988 Jamaican bobsled team who right. you know I'm, yes that, that makes sense that, that tracks <laughs> yes exactly yes they did enter into the 1988 Winter Olympics as the first Jamaican bobsled team yes they were underdogs yes they crashed in their last race but everyone still liked them because you know they were underdogs yeah that's about it like, um, no, they weren't actually with any chance of winning. No, none of the people in the film are bear any resemblance to real people. No, they didn't have a disgraced ex-American coach who was anything like John Candy. Uh, but, yeah, it's just nice. It's just a nice film about some nice guys, really well cast. Yeah. Like, everyone in it's, like, really charismatic. It's funny. <clears throat> uh it just, it's in, you know, it is inspiring in the way that a really generic sports film wants to be inspiring. Um, 
Um, but it, you know, it does that. It accomplishes that. And I just came to the end and I watched it and I did feel like, I mean, uh, Chris McFeely is saying here that he can't say he ever thought of Cool Runnings as the mythologized platonic ideal of a film that everyone's seen. But Chris, you're wrong, because it is. <laughs> oh, well, that's that debunked then. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. I it have is. Uh, only one. I, I found a way of being grumpy about Cool Runnings when it came oh, out. Oh, okay. Uh, right. And that was that, uh, you know, do you remember when Wayne's World came out? Um, you you stressed that really weirdly. Do you we, said how do you want me to stress it? It's a, it's like it's Wayne's World. It's not Wayne's World. Sod off! No more is it <laughs> Wayne's World than it's Robin Hood. This is an Americanism <laughs> that I'm not going to go along with. Wait, it's, wait, wait, what? It's Wayne's <laughs> World. It's his world. It's Wayne's World. What do you mean Wayne's World? It's, it's not like Wayne- Water World. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm saying that because that's how they say Wayne's World in the film. Maybe they do. Right? It's been a while. I can't remember. Because Wayne's World is not just a theoretical concept. You know, it's that's the, just applied to the film. No, yeah, it is outside a... the film, they frequently use the phrase Wayne's World in is, the film. Yeah, it's a show that they do, and yeah. they say it Wayne's World. They do, but they also say it with like American accents, and I'm not doing that. It's right, it's fine. it's Wayne's. This is some. You, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jan, but this is something that me and Chris constantly oh, have. I have heard. Yeah, Chris has literally just said chaos emeralds yeah. in the chat. Now, and... but me, we, but we disagreed on that last time. I thought that I I said it differently to him. Um, yeah. Chaos emeralds, and I can't remember which way I said it and why. But anyway, anyway, all right, okay. It's How do you emeralds. want me to pronounce Wins World when that film came out? Yeah. I remember being annoyed at it because all of the kids in my class started going, excellent! And they didn't think that that was from Bill and Ted. They thought it was from Wayne's World. And I was like, mate, I've been saying that for like at least three years. And in yeah. that voice. And you're not going to go around <laughs> now trying to pretend that it's been invented because of Wayne's World. And in a similar way, um, the kids in my class liked to quote the bit, which I believe is in Cool Runnings. I can mainly remember it from kids quoting it and saying it was from Cool Runnings, where they say the golden rule he who has the gold makes the rules which had been said in disney's aladdin a year previously um and presumably elsewhere i don't begin to imagine that it was invented for disney's aladdin but it certainly was in disney's aladdin and then if it was also in cool runnings then that that precedent had already been set but no nobody would listen we're all children so we don't watch disney films we watch cool runnings i'm 11 years old i was very cross at them and got quite mardy about it i mean a as we've established cool runnings is also a disney film it is also a disney film and i don't remember that line being in cool runnings well i do remember it being in cool runnings but that could be because either a i could have seen a slightly different cut that happens or b I had any reason to notice anyone saying any such thing. Um, it is said in a different way, and I can't remember the different way, and I'm also not going to try and remember because something tells me that it's just said in a Jamaican way, and, <laughs> and I'm, there's no point me trying to re- 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 repeat that back. Yeah, you're not going down that road. No, um, but it's no, it's passed slightly different. It's not said in exactly the same terms, but it is the golden rule, whoever has the gold makes the rules. There's a line like that that okay. I'm... 
pretty sure is in the film, or at least was in a similar film out at the same time that also made white children in my town do Jamaican <laughs> accents and say phrases from whatever it was. <laughs> um, Ashley yeah. doesn't believe Cool Runnings is an actual thing, so that's that's I'm, something that we need to work on, I suppose. I mean, hey, if you have Disney Plus, which chances are you do, if you're on this pod, if you're listening to this podcast, Cool Runnings is on there. And for you, few sorry. What he means is that Cool Runnings is on there. He said Cool Runnings, but that's not what it's <laughs> called. <laughs> did I wait? Are you making fun of me, or did I actually say that? I am on about fifty-fifty. I, you, <laughs> you, you said it a bit like that, and I just pounced. Cool Runnings. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> cool runnings the runnings that are cool i don't really quite get the title actually yeah cool runnings what what is that is running it's a phrase it was a phrase that's actually in the film uh oh what does it mean well they name they they name the sled that and they explain in the film the question oh that it's a jamaican phrase that means i'm just checking what it was they said does it it really oh did they, they have Google in those days to, for that phrase to refer to? I don't know, but I don't know if they just made that up either. Uh, I don't care. Ac- according to the main guy from Cool Runnings in the film Cool Runnings, <laughs> Cool Runnings means peace be the journey. Oh. Um, and I don't know if they've completely made that up because they made up they all did. of Cool Runnings. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know. Within the context of Cool Runnings, that's what Cool Runnings means. Okay. So this is all because your answer to what have you been watching on Disney Plus is Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, yes. Um, Exactly. Anything else? Or have you just watched Cool Runnings back to back (laughs) over and over again since the lockdown began? I have an entire lifetime of Cool Runnings to catch up on, apparently. Um, I think no, you can, I think you can get you can see it three times and that's a normal amount of times I think. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. yeah. So no, I have literally only watched it the once so far, and that was yesterday. Right. Um, but um, no, I I do think though that my watching of Cool Runnings is emblematic of the wider state of Disney Plus in general. Yes. Insofar as. Um, I've enjoyed the service a lot so far because it is something that, I mean, we talked about Disney Plus in our previous episode. um, And one of the things I've been pleased about with it Mm -hmm. is that it feels, it feels comprehensive. You know what I mean? It feels, it feels like something that it feels distinct from other streaming services in the other streaming services feel very fleeting and they feel, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I have with other streaming services is they just feel like big expanded versions of what TV networks or already were, which is to say, it's just this random generation game style conveyor belt of content that, yeah, there's some things you can rely on to be there, but everything else is quite fleeting and quite ephemeral. And you're no more you're no more guaranteed to find a specific thing yeah. on Netflix or on Amazon Prime Video than you are for it to just be on TV on any given week. Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily what I wanted when streaming services became a thing. Yeah. Like, 
when streaming, when Netflix, when people were talking about this idea this of Netflix, this mythical thing that the Americans had and that we didn't, I had thought, oh, wow, is it like, so you pay like five, six pounds a month and then it's just a service that you just, you just have on and you type in whatever film you can think of and it'll just be there. And I thought that sounds absolutely amazing. And then... Like, there's loads to recommend about Netflix and yeah. on Netflix, but that's not what it is. No. Um, and neither is Amazon, and uh, to my understanding, neither is Hulu or whatever. Disney Plus, within the context, the defined context of, like, the Disney umbrella, of, you know, the Disney library of family-friendly content, kind of is that. Mm. Like, it sort of... It sort of feels like the Disney vault is open. And... Yeah anything that we want within reason that isn't adult oriented or unspeakably racist is in there and can now be accessed. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I wanted from it. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like it's there and it doesn't feel like it's going away. Mm. I mean, who knows? May, like, you know what we, what, how weird streaming rights are. Yeah. Um, but I don't see any reason why, for example, like <clears throat> all the Disney canon or all the Marvel movies or all the Star Wars movies, why I won't, why a situation won't come around. <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going a little bit for some reason, which is annoying, but hopefully it should be fine. Um, I don't see a situation arising with Disney plus as seems to happen all the time with Netflix where, I want to watch a film and I know it's on Netflix mm. and I plan to watch mm. it. And the moment I choose to watch it is the moment yeah. that it's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, that happens regularly with Netflix. I, it happened yeah. to me a few days ago. It happens all the time, yeah. all the time, but I can't see why that would ever happen with Disney plus surely. Right? Like mm. surely if I want to watch snow white, or Return of the Jedi, mm. like that's ne I'm never going to load up Disney Plus and oh, Return of the Jedi's not there anymore. Yeah. You know, all the other Star Wars films are there, but oh no, we we somehow lost the rights <laughs> to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, or or Tangled or what have yeah. you. Um, and well, I say that uh, friend of the podcast, Jeremy Elkayam has just said, well, it's not quite that yet. I wanted to catch up on the Disney remakes for your podcast, but Jungle Book and Cinderella aren't on yet. What? But I can understand yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure Jungle Book is. Like, hmm. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on there. Yeah, let's look that up. I mean, maybe he... Jeremy, are you American? Because maybe things are different there. Oh. Uh, but let's have a look. Not Nungle Book. That doesn't turn up anything. No, that won't help you. Um, Unless Nungle Book is a better film <laughs> and, and you just stumble upon it. Uh, ch -ch -ch. The Jungle Book 2016 is on uh, UK. Yeah, I thought, yeah I, thought uh, so. I thought so. Oh, oh no, that was someone else. Sorry, I just saw the text. I mean, I have the DVD, so it's not a big deal pop-up, but that was Tanuki Billy talking about something else, so ignore the noises that I made and just keep <laughs> saying words. Um... But I, I can actually understand the idea of, oh, they're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Because I know, and I'm assuming there are rights that they still need to 
bring back into the fold. But or in some yeah. cases, in some cases, they're just deciding on different launch dates. I mean, I mm. uh, as I understand it, today is the digital release date of Rise of Skywalker, but it's yeah. not going to be on Disney Plus today, and mm-hmm. there's no announcement of when or if it's going to be on Disney Plus. I think oh, we it can, will be. Well, we can assume the if, but there's no announcement. I mean, they've confirmed that it will be. Oh, they um, yeah, like, you know, ages ago, oh. because that's just how things are going to be from now on. But I don't believe that, um, I don't oh. believe that the concept of Disney Plus is that it's going to be the new thing that alongside the streaming release, sorry, the um, the digital download release and the DVD Blu-ray release, it will also go on Disney Plus on the same day. I would assume that the planned release model is that, it'll go on Disney Plus a couple of months after the Blu-rays come out, because otherwise they would never sell any Blu-rays ever again. Well, yes, I mean, I, I agree with that. And as someone who wants to continue to purchase Blu-rays because they're they're better, um, yeah. although I'm already starting to turn around on that, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, but um, I, as someone who has a vested interest in you are able to get a physical copy of things you really sincerely love, that's yeah. kind of what I want to be the model. But I was wondering whether this was them seeing what's coming and going like, well, uh, let's have it. Because if these things aren't... Uh, the digital release of Rise of the Skywalker on Amazon and things like that, that means that we're now in a situation where a Disney film is on a rival company's product first. And that's weird. I mean... But that, but it's a different product. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not it's not on the rival company's com- directly direct competitor. Yes, product. and I didn't. I did. To, to be fair, yes, I didn't look up what it meant that it was on Amazon, and I did assume it meant Prime. But I guess what it means is no purchase a digital download. Yeah, yeah. that's what it'll mean. Yeah. Uh, it would be very weird if it, it yeah. was on Netflix, say. Yeah. first. <laughs> but that's not what's going to happen. It's. You know, it's on-demand subscriptions streaming home will be Disney Plus. And presumably once it goes on Disney Plus, it will there then stay there forever in a way that it wouldn't have done on Netflix, even if Disney Plus didn't exist. Mm. Um, but I don't think the idea is now that, oh, yeah, okay, so four months after it's been in the cinema, it will come out on Blu-ray digital download and disney plus all on the same day no i I think they still want to have a window between those two things so that they can like i said sell the individual copies still um i think you're right i think you're right about that but it Mm. does cheapen the brand a little bit when i think about it in those terms i'm like oh so disney plus is the dregs (laughs) you know well it's not the dregs it's just it's Think of it less as the dregs or as it's the final home. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the last destination in its journey. Yeah. And once it gets to Disney+, Plus, hopefully that's where it'll then stay forever. Yeah. Um, so, and I see that. It's just obviously they muddied the waters a little bit recently because you've had stuff like... Um, in America at least, Frozen 2 going to Disney Plus quite quickly and onward going there straight away. But, like, that, I, that is pretty much entirely just coronavirus-related um, emergency stuff. Yeah. You know, just because it's, it's an unusual case and they're trying to, like, 
adjust to the... It does uh, create a situation, though, where we do, for at least certainly I find myself in a in a similar situation to what we were talking about a minute ago, where you, you think you know what's on Netflix and you look it up. I mm. see a lot of people all the time talking about how Onward is on Disney+, and I go on there, and is it? It ain't there. No. That is a problem. One of the things we were talking about is how ridiculous, when we were speculating before Disney Plus came out, on our episode, we talked about how ridiculous it would be if the launches were not global. Because mm. that would simply make no sense at all when, you know, post the release of Disney Plus. It makes yeah. make sense of us, and, it, and it, it still makes sense that for the first few months, there's a teething process where the rights all get sorted out to things that maybe ITV already made a bid or something. But yeah. But it already feels weird to have different content to stuff that's being discussed on Twitter, which is not region-locked. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I reckon there's still teething. I mean, bear in mind, Disney Plus has only been in this country for a month. I know that the last month has felt like two years, yeah. but it has only been a month. And I'm sure there are still deals that they need to figure out. Yeah. And people they promised first release rights to or whatever or like theaters theater chains they promised yeah we'll leave this amount of window between mm. the cinema release and us putting it on this platform you know what i mean they've got to keep a lot of different people sweet but i feel certain that the intended end goal is that they have this <clears throat> international globalized platform that that's where everything goes at the end of the day we put it all out there at the same time, and then that is where it lives, and we won't take it away after that. Well, they better not, anyway. Yeah, you know, they better yeah, not yeah. take it away. I think there were, like... I think there has been some stuff in with the American Disney Plus in the time since it launched way back in 2016 or whenever, whenever the hell it was now. Um, the... There were a couple of instances where some stuff did actually that was there at launch did go away, um, but I think they were sort of weird outlier films, stuff like the Home Alone movies, I believe, oh. were on there and then went away. But I'm pretty sure that when asked about it, Disney were like, "Yeah, it was rights weirdness. Oh. We we plan to bring them back. Like, right. it's just a thing that's out of our control or whatever." Okay, so. So yeah, that that is why I I think rights weirdness is continues to be why there is any discrepancy and why there is anything stood in the way of what we described as being the ideal version of what mm. this should be. Because looking at Disney Plus and using it so far, uh it does very it does palpably feel like the intent of it is to be what we wanted it to be. Mm. Yes. And I like it for that. Yeah. And yeah, there are weirdnesses about it. And there are things that are weirdly missing, as a couple of people have been saying in the chat. It's super weird that Tailspin isn't on there. Yeah, it is weird. Like, who's, uh, what are the rights problems with that? I don't know. I literally don't know. I can't think who else would no, have... Any kind of stake in that. Because I'm sure yeah. that was... that. You know, Disney Channel existed when that came out, I think. Yeah. So they would have already had a pipeline to... Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like the estate of Rudyard Kipling. I don't know, like, but, <laughs> but, but surely they gave away any any right they had to complain about yeah. any of this the moment they allowed Tailspin to be made. <laughs> yeah, a, a process that 
I still cannot understand. <laughs> as much as I do genuinely like Tailspin and consider it to be one of the better shows of that era, yeah. the very concept of it is mystifying to me. Yeah, it only, like, the, it, I can make some sense out of it, and the sense that I would make out of it would go about like this. Disney Afternoon exists. Yeah. Gummy Bears... So, to a lesser extent, Wuzzles, Gummy Bears, and DuckTales have all worked. And out of those, DuckTales is the most successful. Mm -hmm. What DuckTales is, we know, is that they were looking at these European comics or whatever it was. But ostensibly, to look at from a distance and not know the backstory of it, what it looks like they've done is they've taken a a recognisable Disney product, which is Donald Duck, and they've turned it into a different genre, like an adventure serial. So, from that mould, if you then also look at Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, same yep. thing. So, from there to Tailspin makes more sense. Because sure. then you're taking the other recognisable Disney characters and putting them in a or, new situation. Or Goof Troop. Or Goof Troop, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there, sure. that's the answer, isn't it? That, that must that, be what happened. That's the answer. And if, I'm, if I have it right, I think um, there might have been... A discussion at some point of, of making it like a launch pad, uh, you know, from the yeah, a launch pad McQuack based series. Um, uh, but then they pivoted to and then Baloo they, at they, some point. Well, that is interesting, but the big difference here is Donald Duck, Goofy, Chip, and Dale, these are all Disney characters. Baloo is a literary character, the <laughs> characters from Jungle Book are literary characters, that, so, yeah, like. It's much weirder to shift. To, it's much less weird to shift Donald Duck, who's always been a character who's quite yeah. malleable, and yeah, yeah, you put yeah. him in different settings. Baloo is a character from a Rudyard Kipling novel. Like this would be if they just <laughs> decided to make a TV series where, like, Captain Hawk is like a lawyer. You know See, what I mean? That to me that that makes sense because I think Captain Hook is primarily a Disney character now, like or Mary Poppins or someone. But what's What's another one though? Uh, there must be one that's that I think of as less a Disney character still. I suppose maybe Alice in Wonderland. Sure, or like Mulan or Hercules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose they did make Hercules the animated series, but like, but no, Hercules is a myth- mythological character. So like, that's again, that's different. Yeah, that's nobody, like, nobody, what, nobody authored that whose words we have still. No, exactly. Whereas, yeah. The, the characters yeah. from Jungle Book are very specifically from a nov, a beloved novel, yeah, written by an actual author, yeah. And it's really weird that they made a TV series where he's a freight plane like pilot, yeah. And you know, Sheer Khan, famous villain from Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book, is <laughs> like a businessman now. See, I. Yeah, you're right. It's so, it's so on the cusp, Jungle Book, because like, yeah. I, I'm th- this hesitation that's coming from me at this moment is me wondering whether or not to say that I don't know if those would be known characters still were it not for the Disney Jungle Book, and I I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know because I've it's just anecdotal. I've never come into contact with the Rudyard Kipling Jungle Book outside the confines of the fact that it's known from the Disney version. But, like, before the Disney version came out, how famous <laughs> was it? I, I guess I don't know. But, I mean, it continues to be... It continues to be, like, recognised as a 
as a book, you know, not, not yeah. as, you know, as a, as a, <clears throat> a cultural entity that exists independently, um, aside from the Disney versions of it, like, you know, like that, like Andy Serkis made that film of it, yeah. like a year ago or two years ago, or whatever. And obviously that felt like it was kind of orbiting in the, um, vicinity of like the cultural reputation of the Disney version. Yeah. But the only reason that existed is because, yeah, no, people do still recognize that the jungle book is its own cultural entity. See also the whole scout movement and the fact that people still know all of the kind of the, 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 the names from that, from like, you know, like Arcala and all that and Baloo from the scout movement. Like I'm just, I want to register that. I have no idea what you're on about at the moment. No, what? You, you like you've never been in have you like you weren't ever in the scout movement or like culturally aware of it well i went to scouts three times i think okay but i don't know what it's got to do with the jungle book like the different kind of like ranks of sort of um you know instructors and supervisors oh. within the scout movement are named after the characters of oh, the jungle book. i didn't know that so it's like you within a, any scout troop you'll have an arcala and a Baloo, uh, and a car, uh, and that'll just one of the members of the, you know, one of the instructors, one of the, I don't know, one of the adults, basically, will be called stuff like that. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, that's an example of, no, the Jungle Book has its own cultural footprint that is aside from Disney's The Jungle Book. Yes. In the same way that Peter Pan does. Peter Pan does, and another one I thought of during this is Wind in the Willows. That's very sure. much... Yeah. yeah. That, 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 I still don't think of that as a Disney property, even though they tackled it at one point. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree that the Disney Jungle Book is specifically particularly iconic. Yeah. But I still don't know that that gives them the right to make Baloo a freight pilot and have a series where he's battling pirates... And have that, and have me not question that that's really weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, though, Tailspin is great. It's a really good series, and I want it to be on Disney Plus, and I don't know why it isn't there. It just confuses me, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if, if Tailspin wasn't there, and neither was The Jungle Book. Yeah. And then it would be like, oh, okay, there's obviously an issue there. Mm -hmm. But that ain't the case. No. 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 And all the rest of the Disney afternoon <clears throat> shows are there, as far as I'm aware. I haven't looked extensively in, but like, well, is okay. the Wuzzles on there? Because that's not usually counted. And that, Let me check. <laughs> I, sus I suspect that's because maybe it wasn't part of that block. I think it was on a different channel originally. Um, but to me, it was just the cartoon that was on and then was followed up by Gummy Bears and then was followed up by DuckTales. I hope it's on there. Well, I wouldn't... It's not there. No, I'm not surprised. They never they never allow the Wuzzles, and I thought it was very good. <laughs> I loved it. The Wuzzles are banned. Yeah. Do you know, have I told you that's the first thing I ever saw in the cinema was the Wuzzles? What? Yeah, it was uh, the, the, the what I believe was the... The first episode, Bulls of a Feather, um, was the sh the cartoon short airing before Bambi when it went round in 1980, whatever the year yeah. that was. And so, okay. that's, that, which was my first film in the cinema. So that was my first thing I saw in the cinema. And my my mum was distressed by it. She was to her, it was like it it was like a a new. She I can't I can't explain it because we think of the Disney TV cartoons as snuggly and pleasant but to her it was 
too much input. She it, it was a it was a jump up into a kind of cartoon she'd never seen before, and it was that it was un, it was distressing for her to see the direction cartoons were obviously about to go in via <laughs> this. And um, and to be fair on her, it can't have been ten years till Ren and Stimpy. So fair enough. Yeah. I seem to remember you also saying that your parents were equally <laughs> distressed by those standalone Roger Rabbit shorts that they That's made. That's just Mum again, yeah. That was yeah. Um, the yeah. and, and and again, and I could I am not making fun, like I understand why. In I can I can understand why as well. In the case of the Roger Rabbit, that was deliberately meant to be an overwhelming barrage of unpleasant screaming and knives yes. hitting things as a sort of parody of, of Tom and Jerry and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. The Wuzzles wasn't meant to be that, but still came no. across as it. <laughs> I'm noticing the chat. Maya Franklin has just asked, "Is bonkers on there?" And no, that's not on there either. Right. This is the thing. The more I examine Disney Plus, and I have had this experience, the mm. more I go like, "Oh, really? Okay." Just to hang on, just to cycle back because there's been something I've been meaning to say since early on in this conversation sure. is that I have a cool runnings, which is that um, until Disney Plus and until last week, I'd never seen Sister Act. And uh, right, okay. And and Abby used to watch that with her grandma, and yeah. so she was like, "Oh, let, so you know." Well, she, I, I kind of encouraged it because I knew that she'd always mentioned this film, and she'd never suggested I watch it. And I was like, "No, come on, let's watch it." And uh, we had quite a nice time. That's a pleasant film. And similar to Cool Runnings, it's just one of those films everyone's yeah. seen. It's one of those films where you've already you know everything that all, all the beats are the, what you imagine it'll be. Yeah, and. It's but it's just a nice version of It's just a nice that. film, yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to watch that partly because uh, one of my colleagues, uh, one of my longtime colleagues, Laura, uh, is obsessed with specifically with Sister Act 2 back in The Habit. Interesting. We've started <laughs> watching Sister Act 2 back in The Habit now. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a... Uh, well, it's well, it's not as good. Put it that way. It, it's not. It's not a terrible film, and it's actually okay. it's a very interesting film in the sense that. Yeah. So what they so as I'm sure you're vaguely aware. Have yeah. you seen either film? I have not. No, I need to yeah. because I, I owe it. I owe it to my colleague. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I to do this. I'll try and shy away from spoilers, but there. <laughs> That's not something you're going to get out of Sister Act 1 or 2. Well, I haven't finished no. 2. Who knows what happens no. later on. <laughs> Who knows what happens at the end of Sister Act 2. But, um, All bets are off at that point. The, the, it pertains to... Um, Whoopi Goldberg is, uh, is a cabaret singer who witnesses a crime and has to go undercover is, yes. as a nun. And while there, she encourages the nuns to sing better. And that's yes. basically it. Well, she is a nun on the run, not to be confused with nuns on the run. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for the whole film to which one of these is going to be Robbie Coltrane. And none of them. Um, that's only half true. Like it took about part way through, I was like, "This is a different film from Nuns on the Run, isn't it?" Um, I thought you were saying it was only half true that one of them isn't Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> half of one of them is Robbie Coltrane. Which <laughs> 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 Something you might be interested in is that there's an old nun that we were trying to place the voice of for most of the film, and it turns out she's the Lady Gargoyle from Hunchback, and you know that's her ah, voice, so you'll okay. you, you'll be able to spend time with that voice. And anyway, yeah. Sister Act Two, yes, is a an odd decision for them to have made. It was, I think, made in '93 with the first one coming out in '92, so it's a quick sequel that they rushed out the door. And there's a yeah. certain swiftness to it. You can tell that, that certainly the, the establishing scenes they they more or less go 
Whoopi Goldberg, we're the nuns, we're back. Um, would you come back and pretend to be a nun again? And she goes, <laughs> why? And they go, will you come and do it? And she goes, okay. And it, you know, it's it's very, very quickly. Just they, they, they rush to the point where we can get on with making more Sister Act. Um, yeah. When they do, the premise of that film is that a load of urban youth uh, <laughs> who would rather spend their time rapping um, yes. are, are, are misbehaving in, for some reason, they're in a non-school. And, um, and it's just a Catholic school. It's just a Catholic school. But the thing is... Let, no, let's go with non-school. Non-school. <laughs> they are like... The, the film, the, the, the direction of the film this time is that now... So in the first one, there were some stuck-up nuns, and in came <laughs> funky, groovy Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. Well, yeah. in the new one, Whoopi Goldberg is still put forward as the protagonist and the groovy, funky Channel 27 one, but yeah. the the kids are, we can tell, cooler than her. But the uh, film uh, wants you to think they're just unpleasant rabble. And right, so okay. there's this odd sense of, like, you're going like... No, the, those kids are really good at rapping. Like, why are you yeah. having a go at them? They're they're not yeah. they're not like doing they're not even doing graffiti or anything. They're just like they they just don't care about nuns. And <laughs> the the film wants you to think that that's really rude of them. And, yeah. Uh, now it it quickly settles down and like you you know once you get through the beats where like it's just weird to watch her go like hey kids i'm doing a rap you think i'm cool cuz i rap and the film <laughs> wants you to think that she's being cool and the kids are going like hey yeah you're all right sister whatever that yeah. that bit doesn't work what does works is what does work is that they they seem almost accidentally just by just by you know reaching out to like theater schools or whatever they've cast as the main one of these kids lauren hill yeah no i know yeah yeah I who know. doesn't go on to be lauren hill in real life for like a maybe like a year or two years like she's right on the cusp of it but yeah. here she is just honestly playing a child in yeah. a film about some kids and it's yeah. it's really odd but she does stand out as like there's there's sort of three or four best ones and she's yeah. in the best ones quotient okay. by far and yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's a really weird bit where um where Whoopi Goldberg comes upon them all rapping together. And it's a bit ambiguous yeah. as to whether or not this is one of the scenes where you're supposed to disapprove of the rapping. Because <laughs> it's like, actually, like, this is all right. Like, what's the problem with this? They've obviously got a skill here. And it turns, yeah. it just turns out that they didn't script that and Lauren Hill just did it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're evidently quite good at this. So okay. that was what led me to look up who it is. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I've heard of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've nothing. I've nothing to fear from Sister Act Two. Not to fear, no. <laughs> especially when, especially watching it on your own, there's a certain cringe factor to it. But that doesn't matter when you're just watching a film yourself, does it? Yes, and that's how people watch films now. Yeah, it's it's the only legal way to watch films anymore. So yeah. that's fine. And once again, it's the perfect time for me to watch this. Mm. Like there has never been a better time for me to finally watch. Both Sister Act films. I can watch them both at the same time. I've got two different screens. Like, <laughs> Don't do that. I, I will. If I, I can... No. No. <laughs> Stop. If I got my, I've got my TV screen. I've got my TV screen, my phone, my laptop. I could watch both Sister Act films and Cool Runnings at the same time. And I can really just... Stop. Pow, 
powerload everything I missed in the nineties. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if uh, since we're on camera, would it yes. be appropriate to explain to viewers, visually speaking, what all that squeaky noise is on your end? Oh, well, that is Iroh. She a bird? Can you hear? Like, is she loud? Well, she was just then. Okay, Iroh, come, Iroh. Uh, oh. Tanuki Billy, Disney haven't done a live-action Tarzan. There was a... No, actually, I think I might... Was it live-action or was it CG? A few years ago, there was a Tarzan, but uh, it didn't go down very well. Oh, yeah, no, no, that was that was not Disney. That no. was that was someone else. Yes. And I saw it. It was middling at best. This is the source of the noises. Parrot. There it is. Yes. If you've listened to our episode about... Uh, Disneyland, that's the parrot that Jahan was saying he would be able to make friends with Jafar with if he'd taken yes, it to, exactly. to Disneyland Paris. This is the parrot that I, when we spoke about the Aladdin episode, that I said that I had watched Disney's Aladdin with mm. and found it to be an inspiring look at the kind of lifestyle I want to lead with this parrot. I want to be able to conspire and plot with with this bird yeah. in the same way that Jafar does, because I want to be Jafar in so many ways. Yeah. Now, um, what came first, the Jafar love or the parrot? Um, the Jafar love, right. I think. I was, I was, you know, I was a relatively late um, convert to birds. Yeah. Um, and and now look at me. Yeah, you've got a bird on you. I literally have a bird on me. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed, it is the same type of bird that John Tron has, but we're better than him in <laughs> essentially all ways. <laughs> apart Especially, from viewership. <laughs> apart from viewership. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is, um, this is a relatively late development by, in terms of, you know, by, by the standards of my development of personal interest but it's not going away now these things live for like 20 years oh no so. oh dear <laughs> 20 to 30 years crikey okay <laughs> well you're in that for the long haul then yeah no i'm i'm not even a third of the way through this <laughs> so um so yeah there's that and that's what that noise was yes. and if you hear any similar noises from similar podcasts we do in the next 20 years <laughs> It will, it will be that, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, are we now talking less about Disney Plus and more about just things we watched? <laughs> well, yeah, but we watched them on Disney Plus. Okay, so uh, here's what I've watched on Disney Plus. Sure. One and a half Sister Act films. Yeah. Um, some episodes of the recent Mickey Mouse cartoon. One of the oh, is is that all there or what? Well, I I've only watched three of them so far, but like I'm to understand that they are, or if not, will be. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's certainly a number of them there, and they're not, and they're un unlike. And I'm this I, this annoys me, but I can see why they did it. Unlike the classic Mickey cartoons, they're not separate uploads. They're they're a series. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of when you turn it on. There's a lot of you know Mickey's Whirlwind and stuff. They you that you have to there's no telling what order they go in and that annoys me because i want to watch them in production order yeah oh i i seem to remember chris saying that a lot of the disney episodic stuff on there is 
wildly out of order. So this is the thing. So I've also been trying to watch DuckTales. And, Which um, one? The new one. And right. it's, I mean, it's really good. We knew that. Sure. I want to, I want to catch up with it now that I have an easy way of doing it. I know. So. Uh, yeah. I'd only seen maybe two episodes. Now I've seen a number of them. But that, that series, unlike the original DuckTales, is absolutely in a certain order. Yeah, it's a serial, yeah. It is a serial. I mean, it's it, the, the episodes kind of stand alone, but there's always callbacks to old, like... So, like, uh, the last episode we watched, they called back to a character from a previous episode we'd watched that wouldn't have made any sense if we hadn't watched mm. that episode, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And not a, not a small or idle one. Like, they became a no. main character in the episode. But, no, Disney Plus have... There's nothing like the correct order. They've they've uploaded them in, and there's a there's two big problems with that. The first one is people who don't know that will watch them in the wrong order, and they may have a reduced experience. That might be fine. I mean, that's how we all grew up watching cartoons anyway. They played yeah. them out of order on British TV. Not a problem. Um, the bigger problem, though, is that it that they've made it very difficult to pick episodes that you want to watch. Um, really. I, yeah, so so let's say you're watching. Um, imagine if, and they haven't, but imagine if Netflix had put the episodes of Deep Space Nine up in the wrong order. Yeah, what you would do is you would have a watching list in one hand and on your phone, and your yeah PlayStation controller in the other one, or whatever you're watching it on, and you would go, you would press the back button as you were watching. You know, as you got to the end of one episode, you press back. That would get you to a, a little menu on the side of the screen, uh, one of which is episodes and more and you would select that and you would be able to pick what episode disney plus doesn't have a way for you to get out of the thing you're watching that i've found if you find one let me know mm. and into a list of episodes instead what happens is you are just dumped onto the main screen and if yeah. you then go back down to ducktales which it hides irritatingly f down like far down the list because mm -hmm. the, the continue watching bar is quite a way down um, yeah if you then go to DuckTales, it just puts you on the episode you were watching. And there, again, there again isn't an easy way to select episodes mm -hmm. there. No, that can't be right. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. But if you then search for DuckTales, or the algorithm happens to sort it into the suggested things bar, the stuff you might want to watch... But yeah. it, but it tends to throw anything you've started watching off those bars. So I right. find you, I find that for every episode of Ducktales I have to watch, I have to go to the home menu, then to the search menu, then start typing in Ducktales, and you have to get quite far because if you put duck, there are two rows of films that come up before Ducktales, such as yeah. the Mighty Ducks and just stuff that and some stuff that doesn't Beauty and the Beast. What? Some stuff that doesn't even have duck in it. Um, Hang on, I'm just retrieving Iro. She's gone on a rampage. Oh dear! <laughs> Give me a sec. Okay. Iro, come. <laughs> Go home, you bird. Chris says. Uh, Chris says I should put it on my watch list. That might have it. That might make a difference. I mean, I'm okay. I, that I, yeah. I, that I have a few on my yeah. yeah. I have a few on my watch list, and yeah, me too. I have. I seem to remember. I seem to remember that when you go on something on your watch list, you do get an episode list, so maybe that's how you do it. Right. I'll try that then, yeah. Because it's been fiendishly difficult so far. It's been like a good five minutes' work to get from one episode to the next. Um, and I, uh, I, I, I listed all the steps that it takes in a thread the other day, but I got, I got quite excited and just started making it a joke. But um, there's yeah, a lot no, of steps. Like <laughs> 
like I've got my phone here, and yeah, if I just click on my watch list and I click on Gargoyles, which I've started watching, yeah. it doesn't just load the next episode of Gargoyles. It gives me the episode list. Right. So that's something. That um, the, the, it depends on where the watch list is, because like I say, continue watching is is quite. They try and sell you on more stuff before you can get to the stuff you've already been watching. So I, I can only imagine. It's in the it's in the sidebar. Ah, that's all right then. Yeah, yeah. So you can always access that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a workaround, but it's a workaround. But it'll I I find it an acceptable workaround. Yeah, that that's what yeah. I'll do. So that's good. But I I haven't like. I, I, even when I posted a big long ranty thread about it, nobody told me that. It, it's taken this situation where someone I knew happened to know. So I think they yeah. could make that a bit more intuitive. But now yeah. I know, so that's fine. Yes. Um, oh, uh, Chris has <coughs> raised the point that he trusts you're working off the proper order that Frank Angiones pointed, not just looking it up on Wikipedia. Let's find out. I haven't looked it up on <laughs> Wikipedia. I've been going by a list that I found somewhere, but I couldn't tell you. I can't cite my sources. It's on Den of Geek, the list mm -hmm. I've been using, and it is by Seamus Kelly. So may have to compare that to the uh, Frank Angioni's one. Uh, although yes. I bet they just reposted... Is he the man from DuckTales? Yes. Yes, I, I think that they just reposted his. Yeah, I can't see why Den of Geek would make up a third list. Well, they might have done it before the correct list came out. Yes, front, yeah, front, thanks. Thankfully, co-executive producer Francisco Angel. Yes, so that is the that is the correct list. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Imagine if they had just made up their own list just to mess with. <laughs> oh, based on nothing. Not, yeah, based on nothing. Right. It's yeah. not. It's not the Wikipedia list, and it's not the real list either. Because presumably, it, the Wikipedia list is. This will be one of those. It's aired in order. Right. So they were originally aired in the wrong order as well. Yeah. Why, what, why do they do this? Why I don't do understand. It? I don't understand. Um, but I know but I know that it happens. I mean, like, I suppose it... I guess the model must be based on non... What's the word for not episodic series? You said it a minute ago, serial. I guess the, I guess, yeah. I guess the, the model was devised when things weren't serialized or something very often like yeah like i know for example that the cartoon that abby works on is aired in a different order to the production order um yeah but it doesn't matter because it's not a serial so mm. that's fine um sure yeah that's fine whatever you can what like i don't like i don't have any problem if someone puts teen titans go in so in a random order because mm. it doesn't matter it doesn't follow Oh, but, right. Chris is saying that it that the air date wasn't nonsense. They it still made sense, and they shuffled some things around for holidays. Yeah, but um, oh, that makes sense. Whatever. Yeah, what? yeah I, I I would still prefer to watch yeah. the uh, if there's a real you know, order. The, the yeah, mandated order. Yeah. It's, that that's fine. I'm all right with that. Well, Chris uh, says production order just flows a bit better. But the thing is, unless I'm I'm unless I'm deeply mistaken. The pilot episode is like four episodes in on Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure yeah. the the episode called Woo Dash Oo has got to yeah. be the first episode, right? That, yeah, that it is. that's like episode at least three on Disney Plus. That's insane. Yeah, because <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, and it fully that's is the, the first, first episode. episode. It's where the characters meet each other and end up in the same house. And yeah, yeah. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> that is madness. Yeah. 
That's not sensible at all, is it? No! <laughs> I'm actually a little bit flabbergasted by that. I thought they'd at least put the first episode first. Oh, uh, Chris is saying that Disney Plus order is not air date order. It's no. A, it oh, is. how could it be? They have, like Den, of, like Den of Geek didn't, just made up a random order. order up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tanuki Billy says the Clone Wars cartoon is similar. Yes, but that some... was deliberate. Right, that okay. Was, as I understand it, that was a storytelling choice. They made a series mm. that just drops in stuff that happened at different times. And, and it just went on long enough that they were able to produce it. A correct chronological list, I suppose. <laughs> I, but again, though, I thought maybe it was a. In fact, Tanuki Billy, can you clarify whether this is whether what you're talking about is it's airing in the same non-chronological order yes. that it originally aired in, or, or is it a Duckville situation where they've just made up a gibberish order of their own design for reasons unknown to anybody? If you can clarify that, that'd be great, because I want to rewatch Clone and, Wars. And the gibberish order is also the name of the people who uh, make these decisions. They're called the gibberish order. <laughs> I want to get in on that. I know, I'd, yeah. I'd like a valuable addition to that order. <laughs> um... I, now that I've been uh, fiddling around on my Disney Plus app, actually, I need to ask you a very important question. Okay. That it will have a big bearing on how I see you as a person from <laughs> now on. Right. Which icon did you choose? Oh, Ursula. Ursula? Yeah. Interesting. But I didn't choose it. I, ca- I, it's, I sat down today and turned Disney Plus on and was surprised to find that, because there hadn't been icons at all up until that point. Yeah, it had just got straight to the home screen, but no, Abby had uh, Abby had set one up, and it was Ursula. So, oh, I see. So you guys don't have separate profiles? No. Well, uh, not no, not yet. Maybe one day we will, but we're not watching things separately at this stage. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I suppose you aren't. Are you? Are you? Right. Okay. So that was Abby's choice. Yes. Right. See, now that follows because, like, when you said uh, Ursula, I thought like, oh, that's an interesting slightly left field choice for dave but now that you say abby's chosen it's like well okay right <laughs> right yeah abby yeah. strikes you as a natural ursula who did you think i would have picked i don't know I, i'm struggling to think off the top of my you're, head you're jafar though, yeah i mean yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> i had considered other options but they were all before i saw that jafar was there <laughs> Chris is confusing me now in the chat. He says DuckTales mm-hmm. is mostly in air date order. And he's not this isn't information he had. He's going, wait, I see I uh, hold on, I see it now. DuckTales is mostly in air date order, but the two part pilot is listed at the point that the episodes aired as separate episodes. It was a one hour special when it premiered. Yeah, but that doesn't explain why it airs why it's after the after three random other episodes though. Ah. Ah. <laughs> L- look. Just stick with your stick with your the, the order that you downloaded. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing, and and yes, yeah. a, a lot of it is the same order. That you, you you'll have runs of episodes that are all about the same. Okay. Oh, um, it was re-aired later as separate episodes, having been originally aired as a single long pilot. They then went, ah, let's throw it on as episodes as well, and that is when it's there. Okay, but that was stupid, though. Yeah. Like, the whole thing from top to bottom is stupid <laughs> at that stage. Yeah, okay. Well, at least Tanuki Billy has confirmed that the Clone Wars is is aired in the is is listed in the order it was actually aired in. Right. That's fine. That's I can fine. cope with that. That's, that's totally all right. fine, yeah. 
because that, and, uh, that's a Narnia situation where, uh, or a Discworld situation where fans have come up with an order that you should watch it yeah. in. Uh, well, no, not a Discworld situation. A Narnia situation where, yeah, this is the chronological order. Usually, yeah. I don't hold with them. Normally, mm-hmm. I'm I'm strictly Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe first, Magician's Nephew whenever yeah. it comes, because I know that that if that's the order in which it was authored, then that's the order because that yeah. that's Agreed, when yeah. they came up with it. That you and and if nothing else, you'll be able to see the production values increase in the yeah. in the right way. Um, I don't know whether with Clone Wars it, there is any benefit to watching it in the right order or not. I don't think so. I don't think so, really. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm well. I'm glad to see it's in an order that makes any sense, mm. and uh, I'm also glad to see that Chris has uh, confirmed that Gargoyles is in the right order. Oh, good, because I have never seen that and intend to watch it via this medium. I have really enjoyed what I've seen of it so far. Uh, I've watched the first, you know, the first five episodes, which are one big intro. Oh, sweet. Um, That's a lot of episodes to be one big intro. Yay. Yeah, I'm really liking it so far. It's like, uh, you know, it's got that Batman animated series vibe because obviously it was very obviously the, the show that they created Gargoyles to compete with. But then it also has more of that kind of like, edge of sort of character-based kind of cutesiness and comedy that you'd more expect for a Disney thing. So yeah. it's to me, it's blending two tones that I like both of. And certainly from that intro, those intro episodes, it looks like it's doing a pretty good job with them. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. And, you know, as an extra bonus for, for me and presumably for you as well, it's just rammed full of Star Trek people. Yeah. Yeah, um that's that's one of the key things i'm looking forward to yeah um it's just i am loving how much the bad guy is i mean it's just Riker. like <laughs> it's a drawing of Riker with a <laughs> <tail>. <laughs> and jonathan frakes is making literally no effort whatsoever to make his voice any different from just Riker's voice <laughs> and yeah it's good i like that Excellent. that's exactly the kind of thing that that i want <laughs> and yeah like you know looking at future you know like uh, a list of other star trek cast members who turn up at, in guest roles in it and they're like they're all the people who i want to to, <laughs> to randomly show up in a cartoon at some point Good. like yeah hell yeah i i i will watch an animated series if you tell me that Avery Brooks is just going to randomly turn up at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fine. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, And yeah, like, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. And yeah, it's just been a nice time dipping in and out of this stuff. Uh, And yeah, I appreciate that it's not, it's not as comprehensive as it should be. Yeah. And could be, but I'm hoping that I, I am hoping that this is something they're working towards rather than this is going to be it by design, that it's just like, yeah, it's a service that's like 90% comprehensive, but we just don't have Tailspin or Bonkers for some reason. It's like, no, no, please, please fix that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure they will fix that. Yeah. I mean, if if anything, if anything, my theory is that they're holding some stuff back so that they have got, so that there is more... Because otherwise it will start to feel like a dry well quite quickly unless they keep being able to go like, and now we've got this. Yeah. No, I know. 
yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that some of these things that aren't on there are things that they plan to add and they plan to be able to say, hey, we've added this and that's why it wasn't there. I mean, that's a silly reason to hold it back, but I can't imagine they were holding them back, per se. Mm -hmm. There must be a reason, but... Maybe. Yeah, the, the sooner they rectify that, the better. Um, I'm 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 distracted by what Tanuki is telling me here that they don't seem to have included the pilot extended episode of Tangled the animated series in their upload of Tangled the animated series. Whether that means it's on there at all or not, I think what he means is that it's a separate thing. So okay. it's like, like I guess so it is listed separately, right? Right. Yeah, I think that you know he means that it's the same thing as with the Clone Wars, where the Clone Wars movie is its own listing. Well, that should just not be uploaded at all. Agreed, but what I mean is... Oh, Abby's, Abby's interrupting us for some reason. What's up? What's the name of the Tory boy in Final Fantasy VII again? <laughs> Chadley. Chadley. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? It's just Maya wanted to know. Oh. Is <laughs> Maya in the chat? Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go, Maya. <laughs> there we go. So now we can move on. That's in the podcast now. That This is an episode of Series Disney forever, you know. <laughs> She just replied, "Woo, that's fine." Like I said, the last episode we were released just had quite a lot of a surprising amount of conversation about what curry she was cooking that day. I was wondering about cutting that out, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I also liked it. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, yeah, I've just checked up with Tangled. Yeah, Tangled before ever after, mm -hmm. which is the pilot movie, mm -hmm. is a separate list. You see, that's fine, but I do wish there was an easy way to know what, like. That shouldn't there be a like when you go to Tangled, shouldn't it go Tangled, Tangled before or after, Tangled the animated series in that order, and yes. and, in, and and suggest you watch them in that order. Instead, we're having to look stuff up like like with Ducktales, like it, yeah, on almost every level of the Disney Plus thing, we're having to look up information about. Yeah, we're gonna what have to, to do our own homework, yeah, yeah, and there's nothing to tell us that that's what we're supposed to do or that. No, but and then, they... sorry. No, it's all right. I was just going to say, but then that this is—I think this is something weird about me that maybe I shouldn't be passing on to like to expect other people to have to have. But I, I have always quite enjoyed being shown things in that order as a kid. I, I think my enjoyment of Ghostbusters as a franchise was improved by not knowing there was a film until after I'd watched the cartoon. Same with Bill and Ted. Same with a number of other things. And here we have a situation where. Like I, I remember Sonic Sat AM and Mighty Max were two. It, they spring to mind as things where uh, Ducktales, where I'd already watched the series for a while by the time they ever aired the pilot. Yeah. And so yeah. like now I'm going cool. The first story. This is how I, it starts. So I actually kind of secretly approve and hope that lots of kids accidentally watch the animated series and then watch Tangled, the original film, and are like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but they shouldn't watch the they shouldn't watch Tangled the series before the first episode of Tangled the series. No. I, I mean I don't, I don't I don't think they should cuz I've seen the whole first season of Tangled the series. That's very uh, that's very serialized as yeah. well. You just not get the story like cuz no. especially in the case of Tangled the series where like one of the it, it's kind of it, it's got quite a mystery narrative to it. Like so Right. One and the, the kind of the key driving force of the mystery narrative is established in the opening movie. Yeah. 
So right, right. I kind of feel like if you just dove into the main bulk of the series, you kind of wouldn't understand a lot of what they're actually trying to achieve. Yeah, and that's not right. That's no. not how it should be. It's weird that they've done it that way. That it it doesn't make sense because I never even got like with the Clone Wars. That film came out in the cinema. It was palpably separate from the rest of the yeah. series. But with Tangled Before Ever After, like maybe there was a gap between it and the rest of the series coming out. But not I don't, really. No, I didn't think there was. It just I just thought it was the first episode of the series. It was, and then they aired the next episode of it like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I hope they fix some of this stuff. I mean, like with. With that issue to to do with, like, oh, what order are you supposed to watch all of these various component parts in? They have a pre an inbuilt solution with that whole collections thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, you've seen that on Disney Plus, right? You know, where it's like, oh, you know... I think I have, no. It's within the kind of, like, the, the interface of it where it's like, oh, the Star Wars collection, the Darth oh. Vader collection. You, you mean, you know? like, the tabs, a lot, the horizontal row of tabs at the top that's, like, Star Wars, Marvel, those? Yeah, but there's 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 things within those as oh, well right. uh, where it's like you can get even more kind of specific collections. If you, if Frank, if you just press the, uh, the search button, you get quite a lot of, in fact, here. Here it is. Yeah, you're going to have to show me because I don't currently have the password for our account on my computer. Yeah, you, you know, you get a whole bunch of, like, little recommendations or whatever. Right. And, you know, here, like, the High School Musical Collection, the <laughs> Spider-Man Collection, the Cars Collection, the Darth right. Vader Collection. And then when you click into all of those, it'll have, like, a curated <laughs> selection of different, uh, or, you know, comprehensive content. All of all of the stuff on Disney Plus that's cars related, for yeah. example. Yeah. So you know they could solve that by doing the Tangled collection, yeah. and then you click on that, and all the Tangled stuff is there—the movie, the before, ever, after, the series, the shorts, all of that stuff. Yeah. So there's solutions. That's a pre-built solution that they could use to address some of that, but that doesn't fix the issue of well, why don't you put the episodes in the right order? Yeah. Is there that's, a is there a Disney Princess collection? Because that that actually might already have what we're looking for, but we just never thought to look in it. I'm sure there is one. There's got to be, hasn't there? Um, but let me see whether it solves the Tangled problem. Um, Disney Channel Princesses collection. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just a massive giant list oh, okay. of like pretty much every single kind of princess-related thing uh, in no particular order. So, you know, no, you you wouldn't get any kind of clarity okay. from this collection. It's right. like, you'd be like, oh, how, how does this narratively follow? First, I was watching Sophia the First, and now I'm watching Return of Jafar. This doesn't, this doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't follow on at all. Return of Jafar is counted as a Disney princess film. It has a Disney princess in it, right? Yeah, but, okay, I'll t- I asked for a particular reason, and I'm going to go away and get that reason. So while my headphones are unplugged, I won't be able to hear you. But I'm okay. totally going two paces this way. Dave can't hear me right now. Dave's, a, Dave's an idiot. Returning with the thing. God, I hate Dave. Dave absolutely is just god-awful. Bloody hell. The headphones in and back. Hello, we, Dave. You're back. We have a book on our bookshelf that I, when I first heard of it, w- approved of and thought, oh, cool, but didn't think I would personally want and then I got a copy of it, and it's like, oh, this is the Disney Princess Comics Treasury. Okay. Look first 
at the size of this flipping book? This is going to be difficult because... Oh, yeah, I you can't. To, I need to... I'm going to need yeah. to wait for... Okay, sorry. So, Jahan, imagine a big, thick book. Everybody else, look at well, the... Well, no, I, I've got the YouTube link on, so I'll see you hold it up quite soon. <laughs> well, it depends how long the latency is. But anyway, it's a very big book, and it's all comics. Okay, I, I can see it on YouTube now. <laughs> okay, and in a minute you're going to see me thumb through the pages, so keep your yeah. eye on it. It is a full-on... There's no filler. There are no puzzles. There's no you dress-up-a-cut-out princess. This is... A big, fat book of comics yeah. explicitly aimed at girls. Something you rarely see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean I'm mean, i struggling to think of a not-aimed-at-girls collection this big of comics. But yeah. what it is, when you, when you actually look in it, it says, like, stories inside. Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. And you think, oh, all right, so they're going to have drawn comics. No, this is an anthology trade collection of, like, yeah. classic disney comic adaptations of their films some of which are contemporary from when the films came out so like we're looking at like the 90s the the little mermaid one if i i'll hold it up and you can see it when it comes up it's yeah plainly drawn in 1989 like it's it looks like it was printed then it's yeah. got that flat color to it it just looks like it was but then there's like a Princess and the Frog one that's a lot like there's you know there's higher production values. So it goes all the way through to the modern day. It goes all the way well, but it's not really in order. And also, it they've included like so I've gone a bit further in the book, and there's just a comic about Ariel, but it's not the adaptation of Little Mermaid, which was earlier in the book. Here also, so you're holding up you're holding it up in the video now. <laughs> no, that that's the actual Little Mermaid one. Um, yeah. And then later on, I'm not going to hold up anymore, so you don't need to keep looking. But, like, <laughs> there is a Return of Jafar adaptation. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And that's what made me think of that. But presumably, there's also an Aladdin one. I say presumably, the book's too big for me to really find. If you get... if Give this to a child. That is, like... They will never get to the end of this book. It's the best value for money, like, comic I think I've ever seen. And the only yeah. reason that I'm not... Like, the only reason I haven't given it to a child already is because <laughs> I want it. This has, got, <laughs> this has got some great comics in it. Some of which, yeah. like, I... I sort of, like, remember coming out. Like, these, th this Little Mermaid one was in issues of Disney and me, like, in the 90s. I was like... Flipping heck! It's amazing that this book exists. It's really weird that it wasn't like, I don't know, done with a bit more fanfare and like yeah. maybe maybe another couple of them brought out on different themes as well as yeah, the yeah. princess one. It's brilliant. So what are you saying? Do you think they should add that on to Disney Plus somehow? Well, a yes, but I hadn't thought <laughs> of that. No, no, I was I merely bring it up as an uh, an already existing precedent of Return of Jafar being a Disney I princess see. product. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your problem? I, I didn't have a problem. I was just surprised. Oh right, I see. Okay, it, I was surprised the first time, and I'm surprised the second time. That's a yeah. comic. That is a film, and this is a comic about Iago, and it. <laughs> Jasmine's kind of in it, but like not not enough to make it a Disney princess property. The way yeah. Sophia the First or like yeah. Beauty and the Beast are. Yeah, I mean, well, it is a canonical story featuring Princess Jasmine. Yeah, you know, in which you know, like she is the subject of one of the most touching love songs of the entire <laughs> Disney musical canon. I yeah. think we can agree. We can absolutely agree.
And if you want, you can hear Dave perform that. Yeah. At least in sections. In part. Yeah. In, uh, in the first episode of Frivolous Disney. Um, yes, exactly. Which, Go back to that. I can't it's remember what re- it was. It's a real treat. I can't remember what it was called, but whatever the first one in the feed called Frivolous Disney is. Yes. Yes, it's that one. Um, but yeah, like, but I, I do, I, I say that in terms yeah. of adding things to Disney Plus. One of the things that I do like yeah. in Disney Plus that's sort of over and above what we've seen from other streaming services is there's extras on a lot of stuff. Uh, really? I haven't seen that. Yeah, they're a little bit hidden. but I mean, like, I haven't looked. It, it's you kind of have to go through the interface a little bit to find it. There was, but a, like, there was a brief moment where um, we uh, the the film the sort of film I would imagine would have extras would be the recent Lion King, and yes, there was a brief moment where I might have found those because we were going to watch it because Abby still hasn't seen it, and then oh, I realized yeah. then I realized that the only good thing about the film is the how impressive the graphics are, and yeah they've lowered the bandwidth for the pandemic right. so no we're not yeah. watching it on disney plus i wonder what disney's like do disney have a policy on if you have bought disney plus and then you torrent one of the things on it <laughs> does that still count because you have bought it and you are saving their bandwidth <laughs> i'm gonna say yes <laughs> i i reckon they probably would mind that but i can't think of a reason no but here say like here's coco yeah extras there's a t- there's a tab that says extras oh my word and then there's just some deleted scenes that's brilliant and stuff like that stuff from the dvd and like you know on on some of the other ones like that's where on like last jedi for example you'll find ryan johnson's director's commentary oh cool uh, so yeah like they're actually doing extras to when, some degree. W- until you said that, I thought that by extras it would be, you know, because Disney DVDs and Blu-rays have already always had the sort of dodgy extras that are clearly adverts made for the Disney Channel or whatever. Yeah. I thought you just meant that. But if the actual director's commentaries and stuff are on there, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, so basically just some highlights from the Blu-ray or whatever. Really? Uh, I mean, you know, it's with... Maybe with some of them, maybe has all of the stuff from the Blu-ray because, frankly, they don't put that much on Blu-rays anymore. But Jeremy has reminded me that yes, the first episode of Frivolous Disney was called "The Pitiful Denizens of Ipswich." So it was. So that's where you'll find us <laughs> and me singing that song. And also, speaking of the Pitiful Denizens of Ipswich, you gave me that Ursula book. This Ursula book. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't Take know. Take it from I, me, it's this Ursula book. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'm, I assume it'll be on the feed shortly. But yes, I read all of that. Yes. And you were supposed to as well. Totally forgot. So that we could both review it. Yeah. And you never did. No. And now I've forgotten, forgotten. the entire book. Yeah. Because it was quite confusing. Well, I think if I read it and make notes, you'll that will make you remember it, you know? Yeah. I think we'll still be all right to talk about it. But I don't... Did I make notes? I don't know if I made notes. No, but I will. And then by doing that, I'll... The the only reason I mentioned making notes is that that's how I'll remember what happened in it even the minute I close the book. I mean, that's true. It is a very odd, confusing book. Um, But... Yeah, you're still supposed to do that, because I don't remember when you gave me that Ursula book now, but that was a while ago. It was whenever we did the Pitiful Denizens of Ipswich, so it can be it can be looked up, but I'm guessing we're talking a year ago. <laughs> yes, at least. Well, it was, uh, yeah. for, it was for more than one Christmas ago, wasn't it? 
Oh, yes, definitely. It was yeah. when we saw Aladdin, wasn't it? Because then we came home. Reco- no, it wasn't. We recorded an Aladdin episode then. It yes, was when. <laughs> it was when we recorded. Might have been when we recorded Beauty and the Beast. Because then we recorded. We recorded a normal episode and then we recorded it. And it was. Whatever whatever our first stereo episode turns out to be. Yeah, so it must be Beauty and the Beast, because that's okay. still to come. Anyway, never mind. Oh, you're gonna, you guys are going to love the Beauty and the Beast one. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I kind of feel like I've been hyping it up uh, in the when I've been posting about the previous ep- couple of episodes, but that's just because it's a good episode. Uh, <laughs> if Basically, imagine what you know of us talking about that film, and it's that. It's the <laughs> um, worst film i <laughs> do i think alice in one i think tim burton's alice in wonderland was a worse film but yes. i think beauty and the beast made me more unhappy than tim burton's alice did because i agree because it's the, just because it's, it's the one i have most disdain for i think uh and yeah we really get into it have you edited that one yet no i haven't started no very not it's gonna be a while do, do you remember how much the raw uh recording was no. How long, I should say. Uh, no, it's probably quite long. I I remember yeah. it being a long one. Yes. We'll, it might even be a two-episode, we'll see. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Oh, <clears> it's going right. to be worth the wait. Yeah, it's that'll be all right. I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I, I just mean, it's hope... just two blokes whinging about a kid's film, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole podcast. <laughs> don't, you know, don't, don't rip down the curtain that much. Come on. <laughs> You know, don't 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 take the head off Mickey Mouse. Come on, like you know, <laughs> let let them enjoy the magic, enjoy the illusion. You know, you guys will go on a magical journey with our episode about Beauty and the Beast. Well, I think that, I think that I think I think really the 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 character of most of our podcast is you would expect the two men to whinge about this film, but actually we take it seriously and don't necessarily just whinge. Yeah. With Beauty and the Beast, we really tried not to whinge about it. And but it, it's all impossible. The, yeah, it's absolutely categorically impossible. There's nothing yeah. in it that it's yeah. possible to not whinge about. But I think it was even-handed as much as it's possible. Well, I think that's why I think that's why it's worth listening to because that's yes. that is an example of two people honestly trying their best to be as fair as they possibly can, and still yeah. with that honest balance, with that honest <laughs> judgment, what comes out is just whinging because that's what this film. <laughs> deserves yes agreed um how long we've been going for absolutely ages uh (laughs) we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes should we get to the letter i say we get to the letter and then wrap it up sure so uh let me find the letter it'll be very quick for me to find it shall i do that um oh yeah yeah you go on because well who wants right here who wants to read it out? Well, if I'm the only one who's got it, me. If you want well, to I, find... I also have it. Ah, right. Oh, I don't know then. Uh... And I am the one in the position to tell you who it was from. Oh, well, then there we are. It was from a, I assume, listener of ours, uh, going by Emily Panda Jarrell. Okay. Um, who I'm afraid, would I don't know by from twitter or anything like that so if you are on twitter and you listen to this or indeed if you're in the chat now please show yourself uh identify yourself and we will shout out to you 
uh, yes, if, but, you're, if you're an Emily I know, then I don't know that that's your second name. So yes, that, or that pa- or that Panda is your middle name. No, um, if indeed that is true. Uh, but you, the, they have sent us a very nice letter, very thought provoking letter, uh, as feedback to our late December review of Frozen Two, um, which yeah. I do think is worth addressing. And okay, Dave, take it away and. I don't think, like, this is a nice letter, so you don't need to read it in a stupid voice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't need to do a condescending voice. Right. They say, Hello, Dave and Jahan. I found out about your podcast after hearing Dave appear on an episode of Trends Like These. Oh, yes, that's another podcast that uh, I'm not on very often, but I'm the UK correspondent for a US news. Most people watching this will know who uh, Brent Brent Black, Brental Floss is. He has this podcast, and I've gone on it a couple of times. Um, and have been, and most people on the internet know uh, who Travis McElroy is, and he was on it up until recently. And lots of people know who Courtney Enloe is, and she was on it anyway. Um, I heard Dave appear on an episode of Trends Like These, and have been working my way through episodes for a few weeks now. Smiley face. <clears throat> I just got caught up now my, my voice is going now I just got caught up recently around the time you guys talked about Frozen 2 which I was pretty excited about because I'd recently seen it you guys had a lot to criticise about it which is fair because its story is quite a mess but one comment you made stuck out to me in particular in comparing Into the Unknown to Let It Go you said that Into the Unknown doesn't really work outside of the film's specific context whereas Let It Go does but while I will admit the lyrics are a lot more specifically referential to uh, Frozen 2's plot than Let It Go, I feel a deep connection to Into the Un- Unknown as a queer woman. Everyone and their mum has talked about Let It Go as an LGBTQ plus anthem, but for me, Into the Unknown really captures the spirit of discovering one's own queerness, hesitating, and deciding to embrace it even in the face of potential adversity. The melody calling to Elsa is the budding notion that even though you're trying to do everything you can to live up to the expectations heteronormative society is thrust upon you, there is something different about you that you can't quite place. Self-discovery and living authentically are rightfully characterised as freeing, but it can be as terrifying as it is exhilarating. Into the Unknown really really resonated with this feeling for me. Am I projecting onto a song from a film for children? Absolutely. And I certainly don't know how either of you identify as far as orientation goes, so I hope I don't come off as though I'm asserting that the song should be considered definitively queer. On the contrary, I'd be extremely surprised if any of what I took from the song ever crossed the minds of its writers or any substantial percentage of people who watch the film, but overthinking movies for children is the whole premise of serious business, is it not? Anyway, I really do love the show and sincerely hope that both of you are well, given the, just as vaguely, current state of the world. Looking forward to future episodes. Emily. Emily, you are by no means alone. I've absolutely not heard at all. This. Not at yeah. all. I've heard this said about that song, and mm-hmm. and in fact, I had already heard it said when we recorded the uh, the podcast. Yeah, same. We found, and I think I think show yourself that her subsequent song <clears throat> kind of uh, has very similar connotations. To be honest, yeah. There there is a there is something a bit obfuscating about it. I think where the film there's the, uh, and I kind of I kind of disapprove of this. The film keeps kind of trying to undermine that message i felt by go like show yourself oh it's her mum you know or like uh the 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 into the unknown i can't remember what the mitigating factor there is but i kept feeling as if they were trying to uh, as if disney's some executive was in the background going not gay not gay though um but yeah no that i i i mean i don't know because i'm not lgbtq but i recognize that there is a there is a parallel there it's absolutely there is yeah it's not quite as... 
I think I, I think that perhaps the difference is that, and I can't really remember what difference we were bringing up at the time, but I, now I would say that if there's a difference, it's that Let It Go is something which can be played in a number of circumstances and mm. nothing need change unless I'm forgetting some lyrics. It you can just someone can sing it at that gay wedding we mentioned, and it appear yeah. to be entirely about that. Whereas Into the Unknown has certain plot specific details that that anchor it a little bit more in the story of the film. Even if while you're watching the film, you are being encouraged to recognise the parallel. Perhaps I would say actually, like because I I revisited the. Um lyrics of both into the unknown and show yourself mm-hmm. uh before this podcast just to, ah, which I so i knew done. so i knew what we would be talking about and they are less specific than i thought they ah. were um you know there is the i mean there's the thing in both of them where they're making a very specific reference to the fact that there is a voice calling me that was the bit to, yeah to to uh to find a mystery and, and i felt as if even though adventure. that's and i felt as if even though that is applicable mm-hmm Something about that struck me as literal. And I think... I'll tell you when it happened, actually. It wasn't while I was watching that song. It was when the pop version came on yeah, again. agreed. And suddenly, yeah. removed from the, the context, it suddenly sounded like, that's very odd that you would use that, which I'm not, aside, in the pop version. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's like using the sort of... You know, if you did a pop version of, like, uh, Love is an Open Door or something, and... You did the whole finish each other's sandwiches mm. thing. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. just, or if I don't one, know that one singer singing it and goes, "We finish each other's sandwiches." That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you, go, well, exactly. you could have just missed that line off. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Like, there's stuff like that that I do feel anchors it into the specific plot Frozen Two more so, but. I do think it's a song that does have kind of like a lot of metaphorical Definitely. Yeah. resonance. I, Absolutely. I, and I think more. I think it, I think that, and I think that's the difference. I think they did intend that to be a metaphor more mm. than they did when they were writing Let It Go. Same. And Show Yourself is quite yeah. the same. Yeah. I think my issue with both of them is there's something, <clears throat> and this is like, this is speculation and this is... Uh, it's just based on, like, frankly, something that I read another film writer say. Right. Um, there's something about Frozen 2's songs feel generic in what their store, what story they're telling within the context of the film, to the point where it makes me feel like did they lock the songs down before they locked the script down, mm. and before they locked the story of the film down, right? So, you know, you get a, you get a song like "Show Yourself" or whatever, which is this song about like you know this is. Hang on, let me. I, I want to just bring up the lyric of the lyrics of of "Show Yourself," okay. just so that I, I I know exactly what I'm talking about with it. Okay. Um, but it's like "Show Yourself" in particular is this big, 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 bold song about like. You know, like I've I've finally reached it. You know, I've finally reached this destination yeah. that's kind of going to unlock everything about myself. Yeah, everything that I, you know, I've I've like all my. It's, it's kind of a song that's all like 
my whole life has been leading up to the you know it's it's the sort of the culmination of what's in what's in into the unknown it's kind of like you know i'm no longer trembling here i am i've come so far you are the answer i've waited for all my life show yourself let me see you let me see who you are that kind of stuff i'm found i'll you know step into the power throw yourself into something new all that kind of stuff it's such a kind of a powerful lyric about like i am go- uh, like I was called out by the voice of adventure in Into the Unknown to sort of like step outside this comfortable rut that I lived in and, you know, this self, this form of self-denial that that I was encapsulated by and now I've reached it and here it is, it's on the cusp, I'm going to take it, show yourself, show me what it is you're going to show me about myself. And what it is in the plot of Frozen 2 is, it's an exposition flashback that kills her. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. You know? It doesn't. What actually happens? I'm. By the way, uh, I've since watched Frozen Two again, and I enjoyed oh, it. Okay. Yeah, and I enjoyed it more than I did mm-hmm. when I saw it at the cinema. Um, I watched it with Abby. We had just a really nice time. But, sure. Um, but I yes, there's something a bit flimsy, like with Frozen One. Now and then, a, a bit of flimsiness mm-hmm. will make you go, "Oh, that doesn't fully connect to that." And I think that's one of them where. This, yeah. The song is great. I love both of those songs, and including the, oh. the animation and the presentation of them. They're great. And then, <clears throat> yeah, then the film is left having to come up with a story for that. And I see, I see what you mean. I'd never thought of it in those terms, but it, yes, one way to describe that is it feels as if the song was locked down before the script was, or even what it, it what's going to happen was fully decided on. Um, yeah. Yeah, it do- I'm not saying that's necessarily what it is, but that is what it feels like happened. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I know that within the context of the film, it you know, you can see a different way. It's like, you know, when she goes in to the, the exposition room after Show Yourself, what she finds is like the, the, the truth of her people and, you know, the, like, the truth of Arendelle's past and it shows her what she needs to become yeah. to sort of save the world and self-actualize she needs to become this kind of this nature queen or whatever and that is by the end of the film shown to be like yeah that's where she was really meant to be yeah um but it's just there's a certain vagueness i suppose like so and that's that vagueness is a double-edged sword insofar as it's what makes it really very possible and easy and like nice to sort that there's plenty of room within into the unknown and show yourself for someone to go in there and just stretch their legs out and be like this this song can in a lot of ways mean metaphorically what i need it to mean for myself and i don't i look you know i want to be really clear emily and anyone who's listening i don't mean that as a criticism i don't i don't by any stretch of the imagination think that you are incorrectly projecting yourself onto this song i think it's designed to be yeah kind of all things to all I, people. I actually, think it's, I actually think it's the other way around. I think this one is designed to be... I, I think it is supposed to be that. I think what you read mm-hmm. in it, Emily, is what it was intended for. And yeah. then... But it was done so that conservatives in America can convince themselves yeah. it's not about that by reading their own thing into it or just taking it literally. And I, I mean, think maybe. that's the balance that they had to... or felt they had to, to hit... Personally, I was on team give Elsa a girlfriend. I think that is something sure. they should have done. But, um, I, you know, America, I, you know. <laughs> See, I, I take it, I take that, and I agree with that. But I also think that maybe there's a lesser, 
cynical risk averse version of that where it's just like we want to be all things to all yeah, people yeah. so like we don't want anyone to watch this who feels like they've got a repressed side of themselves that they mm. want to self-actualize yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want anyone to watch this and feel like they can't see themselves in the in our songs yeah. this time like and that's cool mm. but it also removes the specificity like yeah. as much as the as much as the song feels specific to the plot Frozen 2 in some ways, thematically it doesn't feel super specific to me. And that that works for the songs, but I think it comes at the expense of the plot. Mm-hmm. Or, or the plot didn't come to the level of the songs, yeah. or it didn't find a way to link itself into the songs in that kind of like holistic, thematically completely watertight version that I would have liked so that like a less extreme cats where there's the sense that the script has been cobbled together to link the songs together rather than yes rather than it being a single (laughs) unit sure (laughs) much less extreme than much less extreme than cats but then most things are yeah um but like i say that's why i feel like frozen 2 thematically and story-wise it kind of it feels a little bit of a like it's just a little bit of a smorgasbord it's like a it's like a buffet of different ideas but i find it difficult to kind of lock down it's like yeah but what's this film actually saying and what's it actually about because it's sort of like i agree with all of that stuff but then it's like but what does that actually have to do with this really half-hearted colonialism plot line (laughs) that you have in there like how does the self-actualization as a lgbt person side of it which is definitely there tie in with the colonialism is bad and we need to kind of deal with the legacy of colonialism side of the film i don't see those as tying together in the way that like the first frozen for as ramshackle as it was Mm -hmm. it was at least all of the parts of it at least felt like they were trying to be part of the same singular story even though some of the writing didn't quite polish it up to the level that it should be whereas with frozen 2 i sort of felt like also that the writing didn't polish itself up to the level it needed to be but also that there were parts in that of several different stories not you know and not all of which felt completely compatible um which is why you get stuff in there like like I said, I mean, I don't know if this, because you said you've seen it again, I don't yeah. know if this was any clearer to you the second time, but this idea that Olaf's storyline in Frozen 2 is something about he wants to be a grown-up now. It just, it, it, it like, within Frozen 2, it was light. It wasn't a very strongly followed thing, but it came out of absolutely nowhere at the start of, like, yeah, when, when he started talking about it it was like well that wasn't anything to do with who you were before but i still haven't seen that half hour short that goes between the films so maybe it's in that I suppose, yeah maybe, maybe it, is well, it could be because it's about olaf is it on disney plus dare yep. i ask it, it is, is indeed, it is ah, so i can watch that one you can watch it and <laughs> you can now watch it in an ideal circumstance which is not sitting there twiddling your thumbs while you're waiting for coco to come on <laughs> which yeah. is the context that Everyone else saw Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yeah, I think they needed to have a lot more warning of how long it was because that must have felt so long when you're used to a five-minute Pixar short. Yeah, no, I know. Isn't it like twenty 
to 30 minutes long or something. Yeah, it's like it's like the length of an episode of a cartoon, basically. Yeah. Which is like 22, 25 minutes or something. Which, which is, is... You, you should not put that at the beginning of Coco, which is in, in itself like a robust film. Yeah. Uh, I find it perfectly acceptable because, of course, my first cinema experience, half an hour of the wuzzles leading into Bambi. But people want warning about it, I think. There needs to be a... Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of talk in the chat right now about, and you know, I think it's maybe may worth us touching on the fact that Disney do seem to have been in a bit of a <clears throat> confused rut recently about the degree to which they want to go all in on LGBTQ representation yeah. uh, in their films. They with... want, they, they want to be. They, they, I am very cynical about this. I think they want mm. to be seen to be doing it, but they don't want to do it. Not because they're not because like there'll be loads of people there who would love to do it, but I think they're just going like, no, we'd get in trouble, so they don't want to do it. And the thing is, like Jeremy points out, yeah, they do get in trouble. Like that's real, you know. Yeah. Like, so why don't they just do it then? Yeah, yeah they should. That, they, that, that's what they should yeah. do. They, their argument to the to their own shareholders or whoever it is that they're shying away yeah. from it for should be, we're gonna get in trouble even if we hinted it in the background. So let's get in trouble for doing something good. But then I guess maybe they're worried that the shareholders will be like, oh, then don't do it. Yeah. And then they'd have to listen to them. Yeah. Or whatever. I can see this from both sides because, yeah, you know what? The, um, I mean, there's uh, all of these recent kind of like blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Gay and lesbian representation that they've been doing in Disney studio movies. I've, you know, I put them on a continuum of understandability, for example, you know, like, so, I thought the conversation I thought that the conversation in Avengers Endgame and the lesbian character in Onward were yeah they're blinking you miss them but they were okay you know they they within those scenes it's like oh that, that's perfectly okay nice scene sure you know it's it's not sure it's not a main character but it's nice to have a character there <clears throat> sorry who it feels like oh okay they're lgbtq and it's normal and it's fine and none of the other characters about an eyelid that's fine that's cool whereas then you've got the stuff like the same sex kiss at the end of rise of skywalker and that ridiculous thing in beauty and the beast yeah where it's just like what even is that like yeah i don't what, even know what they were going for yeah what am i what am i or anyone meant to take from this like you know, how is this one second shot empowering or important to anybody? It's like, <clears throat> this is nothing. <laughs> you now, know what I mean? Unfortunately, in the ones you've just said, that's more or less the only one where I've actually seen it. Because I haven't yet yeah. seen Rise of the Skywalker or Onward. So I don't know what is in them. You saw um, Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, but it was ages ago. I can't remember sure, what you're yeah. referring to. There was the one scene in the beginning where there, where Captain America is holding like the grief counselling session. And there's a guy there who's talking about a date he went on where he was feeling bad about the whole thing. Oh. And and it's fine. It's like it's a perfectly nice scene that, you know, it's it, it works as a scene for Captain America. And it's nice. It's, you know, it's again, I saw, at least I saw it as like, oh, well, fine. It's nice. Here, you know, he's talking to a gay guy. It's perfectly normal. Captain America doesn't bat an eyelid at it. He just, you know, he's consoling about it and all that. So it's like, all right, I understand what... In that sense, I understand what the good intention is there. Mm. And I can see someone getting something out of the good intention there, even though it is limited and it is not what you'd want. Yeah. 
if they if you were actually wanting them to go to the whole hog with it. Yeah. Whereas the stuff in Rise of Skywalker or Beauty and the Beast, it's like, no, I literally don't even see what the idea is here. Like, what could anyone possibly get out of this? At that point, it's so limited that it just feels like you're asking for brownie points. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's tough. I understand both sides of it insofar as, yeah, I get that, you know, they're a big corporation and yeah, like they are part of, and you know, part of the structure of a system that makes those things risky and difficult and makes them have to face hard questions from people who we don't like to think have power in the world, but do. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of not in a position, they are and they aren't in a position to ignore that power. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they're, they're subject to that power, but also they're part of what creates that power. So if they took a big, bold stand, then surely they could break the system down. Mm -hmm. But, but to what, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's why I'm mixed on it, but I obviously fall more in the camp of, yeah, but they should do more. Yeah. They, they should do more and could be doing more. And the only thing that gives me comfort at this stage is definitely they will do more. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly, Obviously clearly. Obviously they will. The, yeah. it, it's just a shame that you can measure... I suppose you could use the point at which they really, really do it as the way to measure like how long it's been since they should have done it for it to yeah. be... Do you know what I mean? When they do it, it will be because it's become so ordinary to do that it's mm. no it's it's not them sticking their neck out at all no and at that point you can't really give them credit exactly, for exactly yeah trail blazers yeah. like they kind of feel it kind of feels like sometimes they want to they want to be seen as trailblazing with this stuff and that's why they should stop promoting these moments yeah it's really weird that they do yeah they should they should really stop promoting it yeah. what what they should do if this is all they're going to do don't say anything about it yeah. and then if anyone questions them don't try and take credit for it just say yeah. well we put it in there because it's normal whatever yeah. you know yeah. and then because then you've exposed the question as the problem exactly yeah, yeah. rather than oh we're really brave for having yeah. done yeah. this so that's where i have the issue mm. um so yeah, you know, like I say, on, on some level, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that a company of the size of Disney, maybe they won't really get to do this until a point where everyone's doing it to the point where it's not even notable for Disney to be doing it. And at that point, you give credit to society mm. rather than to Disney yeah. for having made the progress. But mm, it's hard because, yeah. I, you know, Disney obviously wants to be seen as being at the forefront of it. But so far, they've not earned the right. This is to, yeah. This is this is why it. many, including myself, were excited about the prospect that Frozen Two might be where they do it. Oh, um, yeah, because that would be them being at the forefront. That of would it. be them being at the forefront, really sticking their necks out, taking a risk, doing a thing that is good. Um, and they and they didn't. Um, and that's why it. That's why it does bug me that the that there is ambiguity to be found in the song. That like yeah, I agree. Is clearly. Mm-hmm. It's about that, right? Or at least it's written for people to recognise yeah. as being about that. And so, yeah, it would have been it would have been nice if there was more. They evidently they didn't 
Uh, or they, yeah. maybe they found they couldn't. Who knows uh, how it went down? Because I see a comment here from uh, Parodis Equilibrium saying, at this stage of Monopoly, the fact that Disney still don't do more is inexcusably cowardly. Mm. Yeah. I, I can I can empathize with that. Because mm. um, certainly of anyone in pop culture, they're the people yeah. who have the power to do it. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, you know, it's not a it's not a rebuttal to that because I don't want to rebut that. Mm. But I suppose my counterpoint to that is they still only monopolize pop culture and pop culture is big and they have done more than anyone else to make pop culture bigger than ever. But they don't own world culture yet. You know, they don't own the cultures of Russia or Saudi Arabia or China. I'm sure they'd love to, but... <laughs> Like, they currently don't, and so there's still forces that are bigger than them that I feel that they would think, oh, well, we're still in, we still have to kind of like, oh, oh indeed, like conservative Christian culture in, in America and, and so forth. They don't, they don't own those. Mm -hmm. They are probably big enough they could take a dent out of them or take a dent out of the parts of them that we see as regressive. And they, yes, they could do more. But I also do understand why they think, why they think they're still, why they still think they need to be timid about it. I get yeah. that, even if I don't agree with it. And I do think, yeah, they could do more. So yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. But like I say, I do think they will do more. Yeah, it's just they aren't. We need to resign ourselves to the fact that they're not going to do it as fast as we'd like them to. Yeah. They're just not. It's clear. They've shown they've shown that. They've shown that they want to push in that direction, but that they're not going to be the trailblazers here that we'd like them. Yeah. You know? I mean, we might even be looking at another example of what we've talked about on the series before, where it's difficult to decide what Disney is because we think of it, and yeah. it is simultaneously an artistic collective and mm -hmm. a, a terrifying corporation. And those yeah. are almost two separate things that operate under the same name. And yeah. I absolutely believe that the artists at Disney would love to push that sort of thing. And I also believe that they won't be allowed to. And because of the company side of it. Yeah. And uh, that's that's just one of the things you have to acknowledge about Disney is that there are two things called Disney. One of them's really good. One of them's really bad. And they both <laughs> are attached to each other at all times. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of true of the world in general in a lot of ways. I mean, like it's... I think the struggle that you see there is it's reflective of the struggle that you see just yeah. in society in general. Like there's going to be the same arguments, the same arguments we're having here yeah. will have been had within Disney. Oh yeah. Um, and just like we, you and I are not powerful enough to make that reality in real life. The us's within Disney are presumably not powerful enough to, 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 to overcome the kind of uh, the forces that are stopping this from happening. Yeah. So we'll see. Like, all we can do is just continue monitoring it and, yeah. like, holding them to account if we don't think they're doing well enough. And I think, there I, will, I think there'll be a change quite soon because it's mm -hmm. been so many films in a row now with that same thing where it's like, we've got LGBTQ rep in this. Yeah. No, you haven't. That was a ludicrous statement when you finally yeah. see the film. That that can't carry on without breaking in some direction or another. Yeah. 
No, I know. Oh, right, you know, another comment here, Mr. M. How many times have they used their power to shut up the critics? Do you think they couldn't use that power to silence the critics to make an LGBTQ representative movie? I think the thing that they're worried about is, I think they can shut up critics. I don't think they can shut up Russia. You know what I mean? I, or Saudi or China or, or, or the American conservative right. I, and what are we talking about? Are we talking about selling the films in those areas or are we talking about... Yeah, or just like, yeah, kind of like being able to kind of like bulldoze through the narrative and make people accept that, no, we're Disney, this is what's happening with this property and you'll like it or lump it because we're Disney. Mm. Like, yeah, it's true. Disney do have the power in all realms of popular culture to bulldoze like that. But... I don't know if they have that on the on a scale of like kind of global politics, but I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe we'll, they do. We'll see. But, but if they but if they do, then that's also bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Anyway, look. All we can say is we hope that they do it, and all yeah. until they do, we can only wait. They have immeasurable, terrifying power. The only thing we can hope for is they use it for good and evil. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at with Disney. Um, and yeah. right now, yeah, they're using it for a lot of good, yeah. a lot of evil, yeah. and some bits in between. Disneyland, and- for instance. Disneyland, for instance. <laughs> Wait, that's an in-between? I think so, yeah. There's a, that's yeah. the perfect measure, the perfect marriage of, like, like corporate... Um, capitalism and yeah. but people really like it and it enriches lives <laughs> yeah like unfettered amazing creativity like the kind of creative work that you could only have by having billions behind yeah, you yeah so it's like oh yeah oh god our Disneyland is a beautifully conflicting place to be in like I said, you know if you want more on that listen to my podcast where we talked about that yep um yep we have a disneyland episode i think it's probably just called disneyland or something like that it was something like that yeah but oh yeah don't but listeners don't you worry we will continue trying to grapple with this yeah uh i mean all we all like all we can do is see what they do and respond we you know we know what we'd like them to do yeah we can't make them do it (laughs) no we can't not yet not yet but we have a Patreon now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if we amass enough funds to buy a controlling share in Disney... <laughs> Which is the end game, yeah? The, obviously, yeah, of course it is. Yep. Yep. So you can help us with that. That is patreon.com forward slash and then I assume serious business. <laughs> you assume? I mean, it probably is. That's probably what I set up, isn't you it? literally set it up. Yeah, a while ago. Right, yeah. Let's find um, out. Patreon.com forward slash serious disney's because the thing is we've never really told anybody about it there aren't any rewards yet we haven't sorted that out we're making two dollars per month on it yes serious disney so if you want to if you want to take us from between two dollars to the untold billions it takes to buy a controlling share in disney then you can add to that at your leisure and i just want to say by the way that two dollar pledge uh literally just came through during this stream from uh from Jeremy Elkayan. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Um, so, thank you. Shout out to you as our literal very first Patreon. Hey, you've joined the, the good f- fight. <laughs> you have. You have joined the good fight. And the first Patreon reward you're going to get from us is you now have an opportunity before the end of the stream to let me know if we are 
pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> it's um, the least we can do. It's the literal very, very, very least yeah, we can there's do. Yeah, no, there's no rewards on there yet. Same as with STCTP, my other podcast. Yeah. We ha- we haven't yet produced anything that could that, yeah. that, that's like crap enough to not go in the main <laughs> series. Maybe this is yeah, the first that's time. That's what we're going to say, though. Like, <laughs> if we get yeah. to a certain on Patreon, this is probably going to be the kind of thing yeah. we do more of, like yeah. more live streams. If this more... is something we can actually do that doesn't take... These are the sort of things you could do. Oh, what? Abby's thought of things we could do. What? I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, we can do a stream where we sure. play a live or whatever, can't oh, we? Yeah. 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 I don't know how many old Disney games there are. Oh, there's loads. There's loads. Oh, you only mean... Oh, she just meant The Little Mermaid. I thought you meant, like, you know, if there was a ZX Spectrum Mickey Mouse game or something. I mean, we should. (laughs) If there is, we will. But I I don't think... I think we know about all the Disney games because I think they made a big song and dance about them all. I bet there's, like, a rubbishy Disney princess thing that they've already dedicated. There might be. Okay, so, yeah, that's an option. Um... And also, we're going to read the Ursula book together. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. That might go out on the regular podcast, though. Because yeah. like, I think we promised that. That's just right. Like, That's right. We, like pr- we promised the Mr. Boogity episode, which is going to happen. That's going to be a normal episode. It's yeah. only this pandemic that's delayed it. We're going exactly. to... We're gonna. I, I remember now. We're going to read this book as a normal episode. And then we're mm-hmm. going to, as Patreon exclusives, get more of them. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Jeremy has confirmed that, yes, I was pronouncing the name Hooray! correctly. Hooray! <laughs> That's a good place to go out on, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So, Everybody, thank you. Come and listen to our podcast. This has been a sample of a podcast we do. It is called Serious Disney. You'll find it on your apples. You'll find it on your, well, uh, other stuff. I, I found it on Podbean. I can't swear. It's yes. everywhere. It's not on SoundCloud. Um, the main places are Apple Podcasts and the direct download yes we have a we have a direct download website which is uh serious business dot wiggle he (laughs) dot com serious business dot wiggle he as one word dot com i don't know if you remember i did a song called wiggle he there's a website tied in with it that it's hosted there i apologize it's a stupid url i know but that is currently where it is and yet you almost forgot it (laughs) Well, I was trying to remember the 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 format of it. I had that. Do you ever have that thing where just for a moment you're like, "What's got ads in it?" No, that's email addresses. I did that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna go like serious business at wigglehe.com. No, incorrect. You remember very little about this podcast. Do you? I remember very little about anything. And today <laughs> I found out that might be a symptom of B12 deficiency, which I am not going to get my injections of until this is all sorted out. So it's only gonna get worse. Okay. See, this is why you all need to get on the Patreon. Yeah. I, well, no, there's nothing. No, finance, finance can't help with that. I can't just buy my way into. Wait. Can't you? If I had as much money as, let's say, a Jeff Bezos, then I could. Which is, again, the goal. Then I could, as he could at any yeah. moment, afford mm-hmm. to, like, put in the infrastructure that would make us able to isolate the ppe would be everywhere we'd have te- everybody would be tested every morning uh it would and throughout the day the the you know i'm sure pr- probably about as much money as can be poured into making a vaccine probably already is but all the other stuff i'll take care of the way yep. jeff bezos could 
He doesn't. Every day he doesn't. And then I could go and get my B12 injections and then I'd remember to... Well, this is the problem. I wouldn't have set all that up because I'd forgotten to do it. <laughs> Maybe between, Bezos has got a B12 deficiency. Between us, we could, though. Yes! That, there you go! That's what's going to happen. If you pledge to our Patreon, we're going to become right. the benevolent billionaire dictators of the yes. earth. Stretch goal. Be- <laughs> Stretch goal will cure coronavirus. Yep. <laughs> if we make mm-hmm. however many be- however much money Jeff Bezos has got. That we- cure all disease. Yeah, and I'm and I'm prepared to cap it there. I don't I don't think we need to go any higher than the amount of money Jeff Bezos has got. We'll and at that point we'll say we'll do it. We'll cure all disease. You don't. Okay. Nobody else has to put a, a single penny into the. After that point, yeah, we'll we'll cap it. We don't want to be greedy. No. In fact, I'll go a step further. When I when we hit the amount of money Jeff Bezos has as of today, yeah, then like whatever that total is today. I will actually refund any further pledges after that. Will you? Yeah. I don't know that I will. <laughs> I, 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 even in this hypothetical situation, <laughs> I feel like I'm already starting to become power mad. <laughs> <laughs> Just from thinking about it. Just from thinking about it. Bear in mind, my life goal is Jafar. Yeah. Jafar wouldn't refund Patreon pledges. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, you're right. So no, no, you're right there. Okay, okay, but but I would. So that is another way that we would balance one another. Now, okay. understand, understand. I'm not digging out. I'm not digging into the pot for this. The money bin stays where it is. I say when someone makes any further d- deposits, they get yeah. that money back. But we stay with the amount of money that Bezos has got. No, Jafar wouldn't do that. He, no, I know he wouldn't. I'm. So, I'm just. I would. That's I. I think I am morally that bit above Jafar in that way, and therefore you. And, and therefore me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll have that argument <laughs> when the time That's, comes. When the time comes. Okay. Yeah. So that is the end goal of the Serious Citizens podcast. We'll fall apart bitterly. Yes. At that point, yeah. and then that's the end of the podcast. But it'll be fine because we'll it, have cured, cured all disease at that yeah, stage. Yeah. What, what more do you want from us? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. We can okay. always walk away from that friendship, having known that yes, it fell apart, but we did that, so it was worth it. Exactly. Yeah. So now that you guys know that that's, I feel like we've we set out a pretty clear pathway for the podcast so you can all get on board with it yeah. now so in the medium term live streams of disney games long term end of disease i become jafar see where that goes yeah and oh yeah i'm hella ruling agrabah mr m Agrabah's the yeah. first place i'm gonna buy yeah yeah, yeah 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 well you'll have to buy somewhere that looks the most similar to agrabah that you can find and rename it agrabah Yes, yes, I will do that. And he will do that. So that's a risk because that... Or, I mean, you can already... A risk, a risk or a stretch goal? <laughs> well, it's a risk in the sense that, like, we can all tell that that wouldn't be a good thing to do, right? Like, just to, to take it's an existing to- town, purchase it, change its name to the name of a fictitious, borderline racist caricature of that <laughs> town. <laughs> and then that, and then that's what it is from now on, the Disney book. That's not a good thing to do. So that's the risk you run. On the other hand, cure all disease. So... And also, Agrabah looks fun. It looks great. Doesn't it? Yeah. No, it, it looks absolutely brilliant. I'm secretly in favour of the plan, but 
Only because I'm not yet at this point educated as to what what place we're specifically talking about that you'd be wiping off the map to replace with this sort of Disneyfied Disneyland version of itself. Well, we're going to find out soon. However, I'm prepared to take back any concerns I may have as long as I'm allowed to fill it up with animatronics of Disney characters. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then, I'm in, then I'm fully with you. I, like, I'm going to win you round. There isn't going to be a falling out. No. Like, you're just going to get completely on board with my yeah. plan. I'm going to cure disease, though. So, like... Shit. Yeah, whatever. That, that, well, no, I think that'll be the, the way you'll win me round. Because, like, literally, yeah. what matters after that? What... It, 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 how, how evil are we going to be, really? If we contr- if we controlled the oh. world... Oh. And we defeated all disease. Yeah. People, people are going to be like, you know, the whole Agrabah thing... Well, let that slide, I'm, right? I'm staunchly anti-Tory, and that makes me better than the current rulers we have. <laughs> so, like, how bad can it be? <laughs> so, as you can see, plenty to look forward to from the Serious Distance podcast. <laughs> and life. And life. Uh, the two are things which will become increasingly indivisible as time goes yes. on. Um, it all, but now... You saw it here first, it all started here. So it started. Jeremy, you are you are patient. <laughs> <The> first contributor. <laughs> patient zero in in this. You built the first building block to whatever this new world order is. And look, I know I've been talking about how good of a ruler I would be, but I'm not necessarily definitely prepared to give him so much as a medal for that, let alone like a title at the top of the government, you know? Because I don't know what I don't know what Jeremy is gonna be. Look. We, we pronounced his name correctly. Isn't that thanks enough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how you'd be at... <laughs> I don't know how you'd be at working directly under the, the, the dictators of the whole globe. So I can't guarantee you'd have a place, a position in our government. Sorry about that. Maybe you know, maybe for more than $2, I'd think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, you, if you put in the first billion, I'll... <laughs> in fact, I will give you a position in the government for a billion. It feels like we've gone from having no stretch yeah, goals, like many, many stretch goals. And we're already at the point of deep corruption as well. We've reached <laughs> that very early on in our campaign. Yeah, well, we're up front. Yeah. The, the whole we point tell it of, like it is. You can have a beer with us. That's it. The whole point of a Patreon or a Kickstarter is you want to be transparent, right? Yeah. That's what all the worst ones well, we get all, criticized for. No, that's what it is. We make we make Patreon so that we can afford to become transparent, so that we can sneak around like a ghost. Because <laughs> that'll make every evil thing we're trying to do a lot easier. Yeah. A lot easier. A lot easier. Right, okay, so... All right, forget what we said about no stretch goals for the series Disney Spots. Like, there's a lot of stretch goals. You'd be investing in something very big by getting involved in this. Oh, yeah. There'd be, let me tell you, there'd be a return on that investment. (laughs) It wouldn't be monetary, and it wouldn't necessarily be any kind of gain, but you'd have no diseases, so... Exactly. That's a gain. Right now, that's a gain. That's a gain. So I can guarantee... I suppose I can't guarantee we'd be able to cure all diseases. No, we can. All oh, right. Well, so then can. that is a guarantee. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And <laughs> Go away now. There's the rest of an Easter Monday for you to enjoy. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Goodbye. Wait, keep saying goodbye because I haven't found the button that turns oh, off. Oh, bye, bye. Bye. Go. Oh, I found the button. Here's the button. Bye. You can contact us if you like, seriousdisness at gmail.com or at seriousdisness on Twitter. And if you like the podcast and you want it to continue without just sort of fizzling away as many podcasts do, then the best way to do that is to go over onto Apple Podcasts and give us a good review and five stars, because then the algorithms deliver us to new listeners. And if you're looking for something else to listen to now, uh, go and check out Sonic the Comic, the podcast. That's another thing I do. Okay, thanks. Bye.